brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Once again, <laughs> let's get into it. I'm streaming, I'm recording, everything's sending out the data. Uh, ring streams access to your Facebook account will expire soon. Don't know what that means. I'll look into that after the show. But we're streaming, we're going, we're beautiful, we're going, and let's get the show on the road as, as it always is. Uh, ring post radio nights, baby. Let's get into it. It like goes away sometimes for years. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ring Post Radio Nights. I'm your relaxing host at the evening. I had no idea we were live. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> you thought I was just playing smooth jazz for nothing? That's something you do. <laughs> that is something I do. That is something I do. That is, that is accurate. That is for sure accurate. But here tonight, we got a nice, nice Jack and Coke. No no wine tonight. No wine tonight for old, ye old Ryan Knightsey. But uh, I'm going Jack and Coke and a glass of ice. Uh, so I'm, I'm enjoying myself. I, I'm enjoying myself quite well tonight. But I hope we, we can have you all at home can have an enjoyable night uh, for Ring Post Radio Nights. It's the Ring Post Radio Nights. Oh, wait, no, I'm getting rocky. It's smooth jazz. Ring Post Radio. Ring Post Radio Nights is happening for you right now. Wow. Any thoughts, Scotty? I don't know. I'm having myself a day, man. I looked at the clock. I was like, oh, frick. Now I have to go record a show. I have to, I have to get myself in the mental uh, mindset to record a show and talk about a show that I just want to burn to the ground. <laughs> Uh, man, not this show. I don't want to burn this show to the ground. Oh, I know what show. I've been seeing you tweet about it all day. Oh, yeah, really, been, I've, I've I've been going through it. Um, <laughs> but you know, we have a lot to talk about. You know, we have to talk about Survivor Series. Whoa! Is yeah, that baby. the name of it? Is it officially Survivor Series War Games? That's correct. According to all of their stuff, they're they're listing it as Survivor Series War Games. So yeah, that's that's what it's going to be. Do you think All they're right. gonna have? Do you think they're gonna have someone say war games like that? I feel like they're too. They late. have Butch do it. Oh, yeah, I guess that's close enough. And he's England. He's English. I guess that's close enough. Easy uh, op. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, we got, we got a show tonight for you. Uh, we're talking Survivor Series previewing that show. That's gonna be happening, of course, 
this Saturday. Um, we're also going to be talking about uh, New Japan and Stardom had their crossover show, the Crossover Bushi Road event called Historic Crossover uh, this morning, really. Um, we're also going to talk about Impact Overdrive, another Impact Plus pay-per-view to sort of get continue the pulse of Impact and seeing uh, how you and I are sort of vibing with it, sort of feeling it out, uh, as it were. Um, yeah, I got a fun. I got a fun story to tell you about that later. Ooh, that's a little tease, a little a little topic tease for the audience at home. Uh, but of course, we got to start off with a little news, a little news for the evening. Um, and I think the only news that is worth really starting off the show is that f- during historic crossover, during New Japan Stardom's historic crossover event, following the IWGP US title match, Will Ospreay and the rest of the United Empire are, are, are celebrating, and then out of nowhere, the lights go out, um, and a video comes on the screen, Gyna- dynamic, dynamic, huge <laughs> pop from the crowd, from the Tokyo crowd, as Kenny Omega was on the screen. And it is officially set for Wrestle Kingdom 17, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. Scotty, the reason we're bringing it up today is that if you didn't hear last night's uh, full gear, uh, live immediate thoughts reaction, or haven't heard the show in the past couple weeks, Scotty, boy howdy, do we got a victory lap for you. <clears throat> hey, uh, Ryan, do you remember? You remember last week when I said, when we were previewing the Snore crossover, I said they were going to do a via satellite video of Kenny Omega after the match? I remember that. I remember that distinctly. Yeah, and I also remember us last night talking about, hmm, wait a minute. This seven-match series doesn't have January 4th Dynamite on it. Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh-huh. Interesting. You know, meanwhile, all- meanwhile, Tony Khan's like, oh, the big guys aren't going over. Yeah, just the biggest guys. Just Not the-, the big guys, the biggest one. Yeah, he's in uh, plural. He wouldn't lie and say the biggest guys. Um, So I, I, I feel really bad because Jay White and Okada have no fucking shot. <laughs> <laughs> they have no shot in hell. Living up to that match. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. This re- this Wrestle Kingdom car on paper already is looking like an all time. It's already looking like an all time, right? We got we got Okada and Jay White, which will be great. It will be great. I'm not gonna like sit here and act like they're doomed or anything. It'll be great. We now have Will Osprey and Kenny Omega, the, the maybe the most hyped match in wrestling, perhaps, maybe. Number one, if not one, two. For me, like, for me, it's it's hyped up. I mean, I tend it has to be number one, right? The yeah, most hyped up match. Yeah, because remember the dynamite, like when they had the tag. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I feel I, I feel pretty good about that one. So you have that, and then you have spoiler alert. You have Kyrie versus Tam Nakano. Now you got uh, the 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 four way junior match which is going to be great because i i lo- i just love those and the way they do those is like you know we watched that tag from a few weeks ago and that was great i don't remember the show at all what was that show which which show autumn autumn battle autumn was that the show yeah that, that sounds that right tag? that sounds right yeah so you got that and then they're gonna you know find something for the likes of a tanahashi 
and a Naito, and you know, you're gonna have FTR defending probably. Woo! What a Wrestle Kingdom! It's it's happening, folks. It is happening. It, I so <laughs> I talked about it last night on the the live full gear thoughts which by the way obviously uh we're not talking about full gear today if you want to hear our thoughts on full gear they're on the patreon patreon.com forward slash count out pod uh what's that okay um uh happening on there it's it's available on all tiers uh dollar five dollar ten dollar tiers you can get our thoughts there as little as a dollar that's how cheap our thoughts are is that is that the plug you want to make um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you can listen to our entire thoughts about full gear uh, in that uh, hour and a half show right there. So no feel full gear, you know, review match thoughts here. You can get all of those on patreon.com forward slash count out pod. Uh, but yeah, no uh, on that. We were talking about it, how Kenny Omega uh, really four matches this year became in my match rating calculations, the number four wrestler of 2022 for me. And after watching, um, after watching the uh, cross historic crossover show today, uh, the number two guys, Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher, because they've been a fantastic tag team, they dropped down a little bit, and now Kenny Omega's number two, <laughs> out of nowhere, out of no, this man injured all year, comes back, has four matches. He is my he is my number two wrestler of the year based on that math because he's had weird math. It's weird math, but it's four, four and a quarter plus star matches. So, you know, they are great. He's about to have probably, you know, six, five, six matter matches for the rest of the year. They're going to all kick ass more than likely. And then come into the new year, might you know, it's going to be my number one, number two, Will Osprey, Kenny Omega facing each other at Wrestle Kingdom. I'm, 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 are you, I'm swimming in it, are baby. You confident enough to say that your match of the year next year is already locked in like the are, because of like that aspect with osprey being one and omega being two and omega being healthy i think that's very important do you think you could sit here and confidently say that that you i don't is it even for the title i don't even know that for sure they didn't officially say that but <laughs> People are publicizing that's for the title, so I don't know. Okay, doesn't matter. Could you sit here and tell me that Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom will be your match of the year? Because it feels like, by the sounds of your excitement, by the sounds of the way you are talking this up, you feel pretty confident it will be your match of the year. Oh, for like 2023? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... It, it is four days into the year. Ryan already knows his match of the year. Hasn't happened yet. Hasn't happened yet. But it is, you know, we're talking, you know, we're talking like, what is the potential ceiling of this match? Right. And oh, uh, I don't, I don't know what Dave's going to do. I, I mean, <laughs> people got out of his case about breaking the star ratings, but like, it, like we're talking the ceiling of this match, right? It is, we're talking completely is- healthy. Kenny Omega, where he hasn't been this healthy uh, possibility since, well, I was going to say since the first Omega Okada match, maybe. Yeah. Um, and even then he was probably walking into some G1 residuals. Um, he hasn't been l- allegedly this healthy since then. And Will Ospreay 
is at a point currently where he's having an all-time run this year. All-time wrestler of the year run. And then on top of that, we're talking, you know, just Dave Meltzer star ratings, right? We're talking Dave Meltzer five-star five star match ratings. Um, Will Ospreay, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, is tied. Um, no, yeah. Will Ospreay is at number two. Uh, so if he has one more match, he will tie Masawa for the most five-star matches from rated from Dave Meltzer. And if he has two five-star matches or plus uh, between now, if he has one match between there, that's five-star matches again. I don't think that's going to be happening. Um, but I think this match also has the pinnacle of being, putting Will Ospreay into echelon in the same talk conversation with Masawa as in terms of just star ratings, right? So it's, it is like undoubtedly, like for me, it is not a conversation of like, oh, is this going to be a five-star match or not? For me, it's already in the conversation of, oh. is this, is this better or worse than Omega Okada? And, and that is, is so- that's where, where I'm at. And I'm, I'm loving it, baby. I'm in, I'm I mean, in I'm, as a fan. How can you not be on board for this? Here's it's it's funny because like with Wrestle Kingdom, I always try to decide every year do I want to stay up and watch it or not. Past couple years, I have I don't know why because there were two nights and they weren't as good. But you know, I was asking myself, I was like, well, if you know, if a certain certain wrestlers are on the card, I'll watch it. You know, I'll watch it probably for the stardom match. Yeah. Um. But now I have to. Yeah. Like this is this is the type of thing I just I know I need to watch it live, but also is it gonna be this is gonna sound ridiculous. But on the Dave Meltzer scare scale, if he only gave it five stars, that would be considered underwhelming, wouldn't it be? I for me I think it's <laughs> that yeah. I think that if in a weird way, a five star match might be underwhelming. Like legitimately, I like I and maybe it's maybe it's unfair for me to as a fan of all this stuff to to say and put it at that high of an expectation but i think sure. between omega and the okada series the year osprey has been having the fucking four matches that omega has had uh and the matches he will be having presumably um i it is i i don't no, I don't know if it's unfair, but it feels right to be like, yeah, five stars might be underwhelming. We're talking conversation of like one of the best matches of all time. And that is like one of the best modern matches, at the very least of all time. And that is that is like the ceiling for this match. And that is maybe that's not the bar I should be hitting, but that is ultimately the ceiling of this match of putting currently two of the best wrestlers in the world, arguably two of the best wrestlers in the world right now in a match together. I mean, how can you not? And they we already know they have chemistry too. How can you not be on board ready for a 35 minute all-time epic classic, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I mean, I think Kenny Omega is like maybe the most creative wrestler I've ever seen. And and that that's kind of so I was thinking about this last night and, and and you know we reviewed a whole show so I didn't really talk about this mostly because I was exhausted, <laughs> but this this match or not this match this version of Kenny right yeah 
you you can see the differences between his last like two years before coming back from injury. Yes. And this version. Yeah. Because he had to lean on his staples so heavily then. Like yeah. he had to lean on the V triggers almost an exceeding amount of the time, right? Because mm-hmm. it was something easier for him to do. He had to lean on all those staples rather than getting more creative because his body was broken down and also use tag team wrestling as a way to hide the broken body a little bit right exactly i watch him you know in these trios matches i'm like this dude is a completely different man this is ridiculous and he was great don't get me wrong he was great i i'm not actually as high on his world title reign as people um which is like i think me saying he still had a great reign it's just like you didn't get that Kenny Omega. Correct. That makes sense. Um, and now we've had four of them in four matches. So, you know, we know the difference. But this is just so exciting. If, if you are unable to sit here and not be excited about this one, you probably hate Will Ospreay. So that's probably the start. Yeah. Um, or you hate the Elite. Those are those are two different hates. <laughs> two different um, factions. <laughs> two different hates. And, and you know what's funny? People hate Will Ospreay because they hate Will Ospreay. I think some people just hate the elite because they hate the fans of the elite. <laughs> I, don't think it's, I don't think it's the elite anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to hate Kenny Omega, though. This guy is like the purest mother trucker in the world. I feel like if he people don't like the elite. got bit by a man while saving your dog. I think, um, if pe- <laughs> I think if people don't like the elite, it really stems from like Young Bucks. The Young Bucks. Absolutely. Which I don't think is fair, but you know, it is what it is, I guess. Right. I mean, I just think, you know, Kenny's. Kenny's going to go down as not only one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, but one of the, he's already in that all time great conversation. Yeah. But now he's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> now he's, he's going to, he's going to keep uh, painting a wonderful picture. And uh, this is, this is the biggest match of next year by far. It's going to be hard to top. I, I think AW gets one too. Yeah. I yeah, yeah a door or something. Well, I tweeted about it as well. I that's a good that's a good guess as well. But I tweeted about the idea of like, you know, remember remember during Forbidden Door and all these dynamites and stuff like people online complaining. No, what is New Japan getting out of this? It's like, well, this they, they got just got a fucking match. they got a fucking gate, dude. They got they got yeah. they're gonna get tickets sold. They're gonna get all this stuff. So I think uh, yeah, I mean it's it's Wrestle Kingdom, so like obviously the tickets are gonna be sold already. Sure. But this is just this is the this is the cherry on top. This, you know what this is reminiscent of this 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 card mm-hmm. that show where it was Naito and Okada, and Naito didn't win the first one because or, yeah. So no, Kenny was the first one, but second one, third. I don't. They've had a lot, dude. Yeah. Um, and it was Kenny and Jericho before them, mm-hmm. and that kind of took all the headlines. Yeah, I think that's what we're gonna get this time around. And I'm 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 into it, man. I'm excited for Wrestle Kingdom. I'm ready. I'm willing. I am uh, deciding whether or not I'm going to work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, another AEW news as well. It was announced on Friday, or no? It was announced. Uh, I guess. Well, I think it was Friday. Uh, it was either Friday or Saturday that uh, Kanosuke Takeshita has officially signed with All Elite Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now, what that means is for him is that he is still going to be a, a DDT wrestler in Japan, but when it's in the States, he's working for AEW. So they finally locked that down. Uh, we're able to come 
to an agreement to have Takeshita officially on board. So now he's officially on board. Expect the push. Expect the push to come, man. I think it's we're no title around the corner. Is that's really where we're looking at? That man is winning the All Atlantic and having himself a run. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he feels like the guy that beats Cassidy. Um, yeah. He also just, you know, I mean, you talked about who's that guy that who's the next guy you build to, right? The young guy like MJF was. And I was like, well, I'm not saying for sure, but it could be him. It could be him. There's a good uh, chance. He's, very, he's a talented guy. Um, his English is getting better, noticeably. Um, he, you know, he said, he said, uh, when Renee welcomed him on like tweets, like, I'm gonna get better at English so we can do more interviews. So I was like, dude, you don't have to do that, but we appreciate it. Um, though I thought he did pretty good at his, uh, he did two over the past, uh, week because he did one on Rampage for him in June mm-hmm. and then he did, uh, like the welcome one on Zero Hour. Yeah. Um, but this, this guy, this guy's the limit for Takeshita. He, he came into America as a guy that I watched in DDT. He was the champion right before he came over. Yep. Um, before losing it. And and he lost it, then came over. He had hits, he had misses. He didn't feel like the complete product that your you know your number one top ace type guy should be. Yep. He had a, he almost had a Kiyomiya effect about him in some ways. Um not not like, you know. Muto syndrome, but he just <laughs> he just couldn't he just couldn't click it. Sure, came to America. Oh my God, he clicked instantly. Yeah, and he's he's been a different wrestler yeah. since. So it, I think there is something to say about him just coming here and getting work in with so many different types of opponents, rather than staying in just the small ecosystem that was DDT. And sky's the limit. I can't wait to see where he goes. Him and Kenny Omega are going to have one. Hell of a match because those two have a long history together. Yeah. Um. I, th- I think I think Tegesh's first ever title win. Um. It was him and Tetsuya Endo against, or not first ever title win, but his biggest, his first big one was him and Tetsuya Endo against the Golden Lovers. So there's plenty of history there, and that's when Takeshi was small and like scrawny. <laughs> As the tag team champions is what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm looking that up right now. Uh, yeah, it was beating the Golden Lovers, uh, Omega yeah, Nabushi. So, and that's how Takeshi came over the first time, too, remember? Uh, mm-hmm. When they did the few dark shows? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's yeah. happening. Yeah, no, I think Takeshi's a great move, a great pickup. Uh, that's someone we've already talked about that, you know, last year or earlier this year. It feels like last year, but really it's early this year. Uh, to catch the just been really showcasing himself well on television and to the American audience and everyone has been loving him and wanting to see more out of him. This is how we're going to see more out of him in AEW. And I'm excited to see what will come of this. I think you're right. I think an all Atlantic titles in his future. Um, uh, I think that's a, a good idea. Um, or at least it's a reign I would like to see. Um, I think he is a guy that, you know, on the f- Full Gear Review, we talked about a lot of journeys and destinations in terms of title pictures. Um, or not journeys, but, you know, is you know is the, the end, the destination of the journey. Yeah, no, journey, destination. But um, I think he is a guy that the title reign is definitely, like, part of the journey. Um, and, you know, that destination of eventually being a world title person, I think, is totally uh, possible for him. 
And yeah, I, I do think, you know, he he will have to, you know, learn, have better English at the very least, uh, just because of how promo heavy this company is, especially at the top of the card. Um, that's just, you know, how American wrestling is for uh, us over here. Um, and so I would like, love for him to do that. You know, worst case scenario, you just slap a manager on him and then you can sell him that way. But I think ultimately, uh, you know, Takeshita is going to be sky's the limit. I think currently for Takeshita, I think ultimately sky's the limit for Takeshita. So I'm excited to see where we're going with this guy, uh, and what's to come from it. Uh, other bits of news. They made some really good signings. Yes. Recently. So I, him, him, Bandito. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the two of them wrestling? Renee. Yeah, yeah, that's the tweet that... The three of them wrestling? <laughs> that That's the tweet that keeps coming back to me. People keep commenting. Like, so I tweeted that out. I don't remember when I tweeted that out. Um, it was like a week ago, maybe? The Bandito Konosuke thing? Yeah. It was like a month and a half ago now. Oh, dang. Yeah. But people keep bringing it up, so it feels like it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I feel that, maybe that's why I see it. So I didn't, I didn't see the Takeshi thing, and I saw people tweeting on that again. I was like, "What are we? Why? Why is this? Why?" And then I was like, "Oh, Tony Khan wants my twenty five dollars. <laughs> He's not getting." Well, first it was Ricky Starks, and now it's Takeshi and Bandito. So I think now we're. Some, He's some, listening to me. He's. I'm starting to think he listens to Ring Post Radio. Tony Khan, if you're listening to me here, hear me out. Hear me out. One, come on the show. Mm-hmm. I'll ha- I'll happily let you talk up your show, your uh, your your uh, shows that you do on every other podcast. I'll happily let you do that. Yep. And two, I got some ideas. So <laughs> we got some we got some pitches. I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask him what his Wrestling Observer uh, Hall of Fame ballot was, and if CM Punk was on it still. Uh, I think that's a good question. <laughs> I think that's a good question to ask him. Uh, I think I think he can answer that one. I think he can answer that, that one, one. That one screams to me absolutely. <laughs> yeah, why would he be? Yeah. Well, I can give you a few reasons. I, I, that's why I'm specifically <laughs> adding the word "still." Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the new uh, other news bits. Was trademark news? You know, trademark news not necessarily means anything too much, but the Here one that peaked. Huh, that's yeah. fun. Uh, the one that peaked a lot of interest was a company called Solnado Inc. Uh, filed the following trademarks November 10th. Mercedes, Mercedes, Monet, Monet, Money Talks, Bank Money, M-O-N-E apostrophe, and Statement Maker, um, all for wrestling-based trademarks. So the belief is that this Solnado company is uh, uh, Vernado, or Mercedes Vernado, I believe her last name is. Um, and maybe some people maybe suggest that maybe the sole part is uh, you know, uh, Kalisto, <laughs> Samurai Del Sol. Uh, that was someone's. I saw that tweet floating around as a, as an idea, but that's certainly possible. They're friends. Um, maybe they're business partners. Who knows? Um, but at the very least, uh, it looks like Sasha Banks, the former, maybe formerly known as Sasha Banks, might be picking up some trademarks. Uh, to does that really tell us? Which way she's leaning in terms of contract status or becoming a free agent or all this stuff? Not necessarily. I think at the very least she is prepping for which way she goes. I think she's creating trademarks in case she wants to go out and do her own thing or in case she goes back to WWE. She'll just let those trademarks go and she will uh, become Sasha Banks again. Um, Do you have any real thoughts or takes on this trademark filing? No. (laughs) <laughs> I probably did it one time, but uh, let's just wait till the new year. That's what she's told us. 
That's what we know. We've had to wait till January to see if anything happens, whether it be. And you know, I want. I'm waiting until War Games too. Um, yeah, because that's the other location that may or may not make sense. I think. I think you're talking. You know, you're talking War Games, but ultimately, I think a bitter thing for WB for me would be Royal Rumble. There, that's an easy one, a classic. But you know, maybe it's early January. Maybe, maybe she's gonna hop on some sort of show January first, second, third. I don't know. Maybe January fourth. I guess we'll find out. Um, let's move on and talk about Survivor Series War Games. Let's preview War Games happening this Saturday on Peacock, not the, or the WWE Network if you're outside the states. Um, but it is happening this Saturday. Uh, there's obviously I'm gonna guess there's gonna be more matches announced. Because there was only currently at time of recording four matches announced for Survivor Series. I'm sure, not too many more. Not too many more. I would imagine maybe one, maybe two. But uh, yeah, I think ultimately, <laughs> I can't tell you what's going on on WWE TV. Tell you if we're getting any more. So we'll find out at the very least. But we have four matches announced at times of recording. So we'll go over that right now. Um, I think we'll start off with the... We'll, we'll end with the War Games matches. So we'll start off with this one. Uh, AJ Styles versus Finn Balor in a singles match. Uh, we brought in Mia Yim into the fold with the club. AJ Styles, Luke, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson. Instead of having some sort of big eight-man tag, we're just doing Styles and Finn Balor on the pay-per-view. Uh, so there's going to be Styles, Finn Balor, um, obviously, lots of history with them in terms of uh, international wrestling, um, but at least with the club. Uh, but I think here, I don't know. You would think here that um, this finally could be the end of you know, the club versus Judgment Day. It feels like this has been happening for a while now. Uh, with the two leaders finally going at it, but I guess we will find out. What do you think about Finn Balor versus AJ Styles? About uh, three, four, five years ago, I'd be pretty hyped. Here in 2022, a, a, a lot of me couldn't care. Um, nothing excites me about AJ Styles in 2022. Yeah. At all. Haven't seen AJ Styles have a great match in years. Haven't seen Finn have a great match since NXT, maybe. His second run, yeah, probably. Yeah, definitely. His Kyle matches. Mm-hmm. This match was Kyle. Um, so yeah, I, I think the OC stinks. I think Judgment Day is awful. <laughs> really, really can't wait for all that interference and stuff on the outside to ruin this match. We got, hey, got Mia Yin there to, to even it up a little bit. Well, her and Rhea are in war games. That's true. So they might not even be there. It might not even be in a, a matter to bring Mia Yim at yeah, all. We might just have to see Dominic instead. So, you know, torture. Uh, yeah. Um, as you can tell, I'm jumping for joy. Talk about a raw singles match right there. Dominic versus Luke Gallows. That's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of did match. They I not just see. do that. I feel like they just did that. I don't know Maybe if they have, but I'm not. I don't want to see Carl Anderson. I want to see Gallows versus Dominic. That's really no what I want to. No matter what, it'll be awful. Bad. Dominic's bad. <laughs> yeah. Do I'm supposed to pick someone to win? Maybe. Sure. He's thinking. 
He's and they just to clarify, they have not done Doc Gallows versus Dominic Mysterio, so that's money on the table. <laughs> um, I'll pick AJ, I guess. I think now that uh, the women are out of the picture, <laughs> since Rhea Ripley was really the one causing a lot of the issues, um, I think, yeah, I think you're right that AJ Styles will get the win. And this yes, might be the ending of the Judgment Day feud. I doubt it. We'll still have to do an eight-person tag at, That's like, day one. The pay-per-view that doesn't exist anymore? Or the, oh, right, they got rid of that. I think it's now a house show. I think it's now a house show. Slap in the face. So is it just? So is this the last pay per view until Royal Rumble? Correct. At the time of recording, unless they Great. randomly add something, which won't be happening, this is the last pay per view until now in late January. Wow. Yeah. Nothing. Like a blessing December. in disguise. <laughs> oh, well, they have deadline. Well, yeah, but that's more NXT. So unless they really load that up, which they won't, eh, they could. Well, I wouldn't be. They surprised. have the crazy ass matches on them. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. Mandy Rose versus Iron I- Survival <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> the Iron Iron Soul Iron Soul Survivor or something like that. Because yeah, it's a it's a multi person match. I'm always in for terrible stip matches that are gonna be an absolute mess. I'm always in for it. There's two of them on the show, so like tough. <laughs> uh, if it was only one, it would probably be really enjoyable. But now that there's two, the first one will be fun. The second one will be like, all right, this is, this is bad. I feel like if you're gonna try out stipulation matches, you just do the one and see if it yeah. works. Don't do two and waste up probably two hours, you know, an hour of your pay per view time. Twenty five minutes, right? Oh yeah, there, there's a time limit. You're right, there is a time limit. Yeah. But yeah, still, you're talking like an hour. You know, the five yeah. minutes of entrances and stuff. You're talking an hour of your pay per view time with a match that you don't even know will work in the room. <laughs> I, I do think you should do try matches in NXT and then if they work. Completely agree. I think NXT is a good spot to invent match types. Match. And, yes. It's, it's kind of like uh, how baseball does like trials in minor league baseball. Mm-hmm. Like they'll just be like, yeah, we don't know if this is going to work. So we're just going to stick you guys with this. Let me know. Let me know how it goes. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's smart. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. Do I think this match stipulation is a good idea Not it's just king of the mountain without the ladder yeah so we'll see maybe that's which a better actually idea slightly tempting which yeah i think I honestly that part. that might be a better version of king <laughs> of the mountain but we'll find yeah. out i guess uh but that's deadline we're that's we'll talk about that down the road um but right now we're going to talk about uh the singles match for the wb smackdown women's championship scotty i know for a fact you're excited for this it was during a, a SmackDown show where Shotzi won a six-pack challenge to earn a women's title shot, uh, and she's getting it. Uh, so it's going to be Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey at the pay-per-view. Give me I that excitrometer. I want to hear, I want to hear Scotty, how excited you are for this match. You should have seen my face when I saw this, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm going to be at that show. <laughs> yes, you are at the show live. You will be at Survivor Series. Yeah, I'll have my full uh, thoughts the next day. Well, how about that? How about that? Bringing in the hype or the sadness or whatever. Actually, I think the war games, at least one of them will be good. So mm-hmm. that's hope. Mm-hmm. This won't. This is going to be awful. This is a train wreck waiting to happen. I, you know, I gave uh, Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan a dud the last time they wrestled, whatever that is. Yeah. I'm very prepared to do the same here. Though, if they were smart, they just have Ronda win in like 10 seconds. Just no offense to Shotzi, but like, let's let's stop acting here. 
Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't put Shotzi in some sort of tag team situation. Um, the women's division is so bad on SmackDown. I was looking at this the other day because I saw someone tweet this out, and I obviously don't pay attention, so I don't know the difference. But but just 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 play the game with me here. We don't have that much to go over, so you can play the game. Mm-hmm. So this is the Smack. This is the Raw women's division first. I'll do that one. So Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair. Candice LeRae, Carmella, Dakota Kai, Dana Brooke, Dewdrop, Eo Sky, Mia Yim, Nikki Cross, Rhea Ripley, uh, and Tamina. I didn't say Bianca Belair, but she's also on there, obviously. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, there, you know, some, yeah, some pretty good. A good mixture of a roster. You got some highs, yeah. you got some lows, upper you card, got- mid card, lower card people. A lot of the bright spots from when NXT's women's division was really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With Rhea, EO, Dakota, Bianca, Candice, Bianca. Like that was the, that's pretty much your main core, anyways. This is the <laughs> SmackDown. You're right. He roster. does the Raw is NXT's women's roster from a couple years ago. Yeah. The SmackDown roster is a absolute train wreck. Aaliyah, B Fab, Charlotte Flair, who is MIA. Yep. <laughs> Emma. Lacey Evans. <laughs> Liv Morgan. Mm-hmm. It says Naomi, but no. <laughs> but we all know the Nata- truth. <laughs> Natalia. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I forgot. Maxine Dupree. I don't know if she wrestles, but she is on oh, here. I don't think she does. Ronda Rousey. Sarah Logan. Oh, God. It says Sasha Banks. We know that's not true. Scarlett. <laughs> Shayna Baszler. Shotzi. Sonya Deville. Zia Lee, And Zelina Vega. You know, when Triple H was bringing back <laughs> all of these wrestlers to, uh, to WWE, all, especially yeah. all these female talent wrestlers to WWE, he could have decided to move any of them to SmackDown. <laughs> he could have been like, yeah, we'll have Mia Yim on SmackDown. We'll have Candice on SmackDown. And then we'll do that. They could have done that. <laughs> and instead, he just loaded up Raw, a classic Vince McMahon move, loaded up Raw, and SmackDown gets whatever's left that he doesn't know what to do with. And, so and by the way, he does know what to do with, because I've also seen a tweet that really went into the idea of every single person that has had a challenge to Ronda Rousey or Liv Morgan in the past several months has won a six-pack challenge uh, on SmackDown for like the past four challenges. Uh, it there It is not just a bad roster of a lot of not stars. Like Ronda's really the biggest star, but she is not currently at all. Um She's just another person on the roster here. Uh, not only do you have no stars, but none of them are that great at wrestlers. Um, you, you also have a booking malpractice of lack, just a lack of creativity up and down this roster because you're just booking six-pack challenges over oh, and over oh, again. Sorry, I forgot Ra- Raquel Rodriguez. I'm so sorry. How dare you? Um, but it's bad. It's really bad. And what's funny is that SmackDown is usually the better show. You would think that. You would think that. It, it is because you have 
this is this is how they book these shows. They say, okay, we're gonna put all our little like indie people that people loved in NXT and Raw, and then we're just gonna put Roman Reigns on SmackDown, and that's good, and it works because you have Gunta too and Sheamus, <laughs> and you, you know you have a crew there. You, the man's but roster, the man's roster there is doing great stuff. I mean, there's only like five of them, but it's doing great. <laughs> That's the problem. This like SmackDown has a really bad roster. Yeah, that but they have Roman good. Reigns. Yeah, so they fight around it a little. Also, but it would be a better roster. It would also be a better roster if it was well booked. And the women's yeah. roster in SmackDown is just not well booked. Oh, it's terrible. You're doing the uh, same Bray Wyatt's stuff. Picture, over again. by the way, is still the fiend. Great. <laughs> great. So just wanted to just wanted to say that we can move on. Don't talk about the roster. It's it is booking lack of creativity for the women's roster. And it's very tough to see that. Um, it's a lack of talent as well. That's true. That might be true. <laughs> I uh, can't sit here and lie. We'll move right into the women's war games match. Speaking of the rest of the women's roster, uh, the raw well, women's roster. It's good. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about how good the raw women's roster? We got the women's war games match. Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Mia Yim, and TBD. You don't know who that TBD is going to be. Versus funny for Sasha Banks. <laughs> Sasha adding Banks adding her to the Raw roster. <laughs> <laughs> the worst idea. Uh, versus Bailey, Dakota Kai, Io Sky, Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley. Um, who do you think to the TBD is going to be, and what are your thoughts on this match? <sighs> the TBD. I don't think it's actually going to be Sasha. Um, that's important. I don't think it's going to be Sasha. Um. I don't think it's gonna be Naomi. No. I think I think the obvious one is Becky Lynch. Yeah, if she's healthy. It's Becky, which um, I I presume she is. I mean, she's out. Remember, it was her elbow, if I'm not mistaken. She's out here flexing on set of the Young Rock. Uh, I think hey, I think she's might be good. She's just coming back from New Zealand. That. You never know. I don't know when she recorded that. Well, well, she's. I, I, yeah, I guess that's true. She would be posting late videos but i believe it's happening this filming now it's gotta be becky who else is gonna be yeah becky's the only person that makes sense in the story as well it'd just be jumping in like a random person like sasha which be huge but not a good idea i think someone made a good point to me of why roxanne perez wasn't on the main roster Uh uh-huh and it's that she just turned 21 yeah so like that was probably what they're waiting for i think she'd be cool and it won't be her um no if I learned anything from watching that uh that uh spin the wheel make the deal match where it was a uh, violent you know showcase of brutality, uh, Roxanne does not have a violent bone in her body, so I don't think a no. war games match would be a good showcase for a uh, talent like no. that. But I'm also not going to blame her for that one because of who she was facing. Uh, anyways, anyways, because you know that was train wreck. Um. As I was saying before, you just confused me. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, the match itself. I think it'll be pretty good. It's very reminiscent of that first War Games women's match. It's like almost the exact same group <laughs> <laughs> to a T. Um, and I thought that match was great. That first women's yeah, War Games that was, match. That was the best women's match by far yeah. that they've had War Games wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when, again, let me let me see that exact lineup. A real good lineup, uh, like you said. Oh, I got it right them, here. Most of them are the same. Is this is this the first one? 
I believe that was the Dakota Kai turn. Yeah. All right. Ready? It was Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae. Check, check. Uh, Candice isn't in it, but Candice, if she was healthy, but I know she's hurt. Um, Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai. All right. So that's two. Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, and Kaylee Ray. So you checked a lot of boxes there mm-hmm. in terms of having four from the original one. Um, Io's been all of them. By yep. the way, I don't know if people have realized that they need someone been... to do a moonsault off the cage. Yeah, well, there I, I read someone say expect like a lot of crazy things because they need footage from the main roster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, so, yeah, that's fair. So it should be uh, good. But yeah, I, I think this match will be really entertaining, really good. I mean, damage control couldn't be more in the gutter um, in terms of booking. But, you know, that's. That's that's what this company is. Yeah. Is what it is. I'm I'm here to watch a good match, not to watch good booking. Um if I wanted to do that I wouldn't try. I just wouldn't try. <laughs> now, I think uh, for me Becky Lynch is I think the the biggest obvious pick of a return you could have um that would get really get the the Boston crowd, really get the Scotty Edwards crowd off their feet. To have Becky Lynch return. Oh, oh, oh. I'm gonna be on their feet. Why would you want me off my feet? Uh, I want you to fall over <laughs> in excitement. <laughs> um, no, I think Becky Lynch is an obvious good pick. If you want to go a deep cut, I think Tegan Knox could be fun. Um, if if she's healthy and able to be picked up, uh, I think Tegan Knox could be fun. You know, Dakota Kai's mm-hmm. on the other side, uh, but that's really for. That would be really for half the audience in the crowd, the yeah. NXT crowd. Uh, it'd be me. It'd be you uh, in, a, in, the, in half the arena. Everyone else would be like, who? Who? Um, I think that's another thing that people forget, that NXT was like at its peak, half the audience that like WWE would get, that main roster Raw would get. Like, So when people were like surprised that like the crowd had no idea who Tommaso Ciampa was, it was like, yeah, because like, Half the raw the main roster crowd watches NXT. Um, Yay! So I think that's that's where we get. But I do think Becky Lynch is a good uh, pick. If it's anything like the first women's horror games match, this should be pretty good. I think there's a chance it could be similar to that. Um, but I they have the talent in it. I, I agree. I agree. They have the talent in there. I think adding there's, Becky Lynch could be good. Um, th- yeah, there's less bad than good in the match if that makes sense like well yeah it's if the, you look at the it's, competitors it's the raw I women's like it's the raw women's roster is what you're saying yeah. is that is there's less yeah time. i mean really like dunking on the smackdown women's roster today it's really bad yeah <laughs> yeah it's really bad and it's led by ronda rousey what do you want me to do dude um listen we just spent last night talking about how bad two women's matches were i think we could it's okay it's okay. To continue? Like, <laughs> to continue talking about other women's rosters? If it helps, I just shout on AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. I could do this true. all night. Uh, <laughs> but this this should be, I think this will be great. I actually do. I think yeah. they're going to probably start the show off. It's going to be hot, red hot. Great way to start it. Um, who wins? Probably the mystery person. Uh, yeah, I think that's the if easy. It's, uh, assuming it's a bigger name and not Tegan Knox, no offense, it'll be the bigger person. I don't, I don't like TBDs in my War Games matches. By the way, I'm not a fan. Oh, it was of... great the last time. Yeah, because it was what Kevin Owens last time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like it because like the psychology of it is off for yeah. me. Like 
you know, the idea of the heels having the advantage is always, you know, what you want in a war games match. And they'll have it, you know, probably, you know, if they yeah, suit the match they're doing to, they're doing that. Rhea Ripley versus Mia Yim, I believe. I believe that is the match. I just saw it. Uh, it's Asuka. Asuka. Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. And then for the men, rematch. And then for the men's advantage match, it's the Usos versus uh, Shane. Yeah, that's gonna, that might kick ass. I'm not going to lie. That, that might kick might. ass. But also the idea is that the heels. Asuka and Rhea could be pretty good. I agree. I think the idea, though, is that the heels will have the advantage uh, for yeah. war games. So they have to. They have to for the it's for not, the psychology. It, the, the match doesn't work if it's the other way around. It never does. And the reason I to that point though, the reason I don't like TBDs is because the idea of of well now the heels have sort of lost an advantage because they don't know who that TBD is going to be. They can't prepare mm-hmm. for that fifth, fifth person, uh, so the the advantage kind of goes out the window. Um, I live for the surprise, though. You know, you know, it's, it's WWE. This is, this is American wrestling to a T. Yeah. They love the X. They don't do X. They do TBD vacant. Um, but they love the X. And you know what? I'm going to say it. Fans love the X, too. They love not. Like, a lot of the time, people just like the surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I but, agree. I'm not saying it's a but bad But in terms thing, of your understanding, well, it does make a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I, I'm saying I understand why. The X is important for WWE, and the X is important because what are you going to do when you run out of pops? Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but for me, it's just the psychology of it. Um, yeah. It's just a little off, just a little. Yeah, off. well, that's bad. why I'm happy. The men's match, they they didn't wait. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> like, the men's, you go. The men's match looking real fine. We're talking the Bloodline: Rowan Reigns, Solo Sokoa, Sami Zayn, G- the Usos, Jimmy and Jay Usos. Versus Sheamus, Ridge Holland, Butch, Drew McIntyre, and presumably will officially be a healthy Kevin Owens. Uh, yeah, he's in the poster. He's in the poster, but I'm saying like healthier uh, than where he was at. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I actually watched that segment from SmackDown, and it was really good. Yeah. The, like closing segment, they so you know um, they did Sami Zayn and Butch in the World Cup thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Butch beat Sami. Then, you know, the beatdown goes, Roman comes out, you know, he wasn't out there because, of course, he wasn't out there. <laughs> he walks down, you know, it's kind of, it's pretty cool, you know, because Roman, and, and I give this credit to Roman all the time, he does feel so much bigger than everyone else, so it's like, oh my god. But when that Kevin music, uh, Kevin Owens music came, you're like, the crowd lost it. They were chanting, holy shit, and they had to, they had to. Bleep, bleep it all out and i was like well that sucks yeah crowds going off their freaking rails for your damn surprise here and i can't hear um but you know they're gonna play to the Sami Zayn, kevin owens story that's gonna be fun to watch um you have a lot of good wrestlers in here again sheamus has been off as shit yeah <laughs> to say the least you uh, might so be excited you might be fun. excited about drew mcintyre versus Roman Reigns or whatever. I don't not excited about that anymore. Sheamus versus Roman Reigns. Well, I was gonna say you might be excited about Kevin Owens versus Roman and the Prize Fighter, but really the match to see is Sheamus versus Roman Reigns. That is, yeah, that's why he's at the head of the poster. Yeah, that's why he should be at the head of the table. Oh, oh. <laughs> he has. Oh. Sheamus has done incredible stuff, and I fear that they're gonna be. I kind of love the brawling brutes. Never thought I'd say that. Me too. <laughs> I, I kind of fear that because it's Triple H, he's going to be pushing Kevin over Sheamus. Um, 
but really you should be doing Seamus because he the energy he's on right now is unmistakable it is really really great you can really connect to it uh he's doing great baby face work uh baby face brute work accidentally almost like stumbled upon it and he's been doing great stuff with that um yeah and you know and maybe both title matches what's that they're gonna get both title matches out of it uh-huh i just hope the sheamus wants the pay-per-view yeah i think sheamus would be a solid royal rumble Honestly, I think Sheamus would be a real solid Royal Rumble. We know they could push it off. They know they can push it off. <laughs> uh, I think Sheamus is a real good Royal Rumble spot, honestly. Yeah. Um, you can have Kevin go into the Rumble. Ultimately, we probably have an idea of who's going to win that Royal Rumble. Um, oh, the smoking mirrors! I, well, I would also say I would imagine pre, the, rock. pre, <laughs> the Rocks winning the Royal Rumble. How great would that be if... Cody is number one, goes the entire way, and the Rock eliminates him. Yeah, he he he. It's just we do we do like a whole Ric Flair coming in at number two, lasting the entire time. But we have to swerve you. So instead of Ric Flair winning at number thirty, the Rock comes out, tosses Cody Rhodes out of the ring, and then just <laughs> stands up and that's and that. People would love it because it's the Rock. That's the like one person you could have do that, and it wouldn't have anyone get angry. Yeah, except the except the true marks <laughs> being like, what the fuck? All right, yeah. Um, yeah, no, they need a good Royal Rumble this year after last year's absolute dumpster fire. Yeah, and they have the potential. You know, they have the Cody return. They have the potential Sasha Banks return. You know, they have ideas at the very least. Maybe with Sasha All Banks. Right, let's but... not give them that much credit. I know, I know. The match itself still has to be good. Just because, just because there's a, just because you have a pop and a surprise doesn't mean the match itself is. Rhea Ripley is probably winning the women's one. I think that's a good pick. I think that's a solid pick, um, based on the year that they've been given her. Um, but we'll get her to that. We'll get there. I think. It, okay. I, I think we'll really tell down the road. I think, if anything, I think we'll get a little bit of maybe seeds dropped in the women's and men's Survivor Series um, stuff. Um, yeah. You know, maybe it's someone pinning Roman. Won't be. It'll be like Solo or, you know, whatever. This would be the perfect time for someone to pin Roman. You know, just to like set Who's up. Who's pinned Roman? Anyone? Didn't Xavier Woods pin Roman? I think he did in like a tag. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Shout out Xavier Woods. But it, right, really, let's... it's really, this would be the perfect time. It's a non-title multi-man stuff. This would be the perfect time for like a Sheamus to pin Roman Reigns to set up a Roman uh, Royal Rumble match or something, but uh, oh yeah, you know we'll find out. I guess I think okay. we'll get a little we'll bit, get my hopes up. Little bit we'll get a little teases maybe, but we'll find out more this Saturday on Peacock. Hey, good uh, good sell. Yes, thank you. I get a uh, two dollars every time someone signs up for Peacock. Uh, I'm not making a lot of money. <laughs> Uh, also happening this uh, that happened today. Let's talk about New Japan and Stardom's historic crossover uh, at their historic Xover show. Um, this was the Bushi Road pitch of Hey New Japan fans, Hey international fans, we got a great product in Stardom over here. We really want you to check it out, and this is our plea to you all uh, to check out Stardom. So. Um, with that in mind, do you think the historic crossover show really lived up to that uh, idea? Do you think this show really sold stardom 
to the New Japan New Japan fan base, and more importantly, that international fan base? I don't know how it couldn't have because Stardom was far and away the best part of this show in terms of match quality, in terms of effort, in terms of care. And I understand I'm the stardom guy, so it's going to come off as like, but like, it was clear to me. I felt, unless you were watching something different than I was, Mm -hmm. it felt evident from the very beginning uh, how how this show was going to go. And I thought the mixed tags worked in their favor. I thought those were a lot of fun in the middle of the card. Pretty much all the New Japan matches, except the Osprey one, were bad, <laughs> if not just there. Um, so I think that was part of the problem too. Uh, actually, I didn't mind the opener with House of Torture, but that's because Leo Rush and Yo like were good. <laughs> yeah, they really showcased <laughs> the tag very team potential. exciting. Yeah, very exciting because uh, tag league starts tomorrow. Um, Leo Rush is so good, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I miss him dearly. Happy he's in Japan now. Uh, but I, 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 I don't know how you watch this and don't walk away impressed by stardom if you are a fan. Now, yeah, women's wrestling is always going to get – I, you know, there are people that look at it differently. and they, they may not admit it, but you can just tell when people review shows how much they do. Like people will just be tossing out like star ratings and they'll be like, oh, this match was, you know, good. And I'll be like – what? <laughs> and I thought, you know, in terms of the main event, while I am not happy about the choice, I thought they absolutely lived up to the billing, lived up to the spot. This was the biggest crowd stardom, a stardom show has ever ha- had. Yeah, if um, I'm not mistaken, it was uh, 7,000 plus. Uh, yeah, 7,100 something, 102 or something like that. Something it was like packed that. house. Yeah. Packed house. Um, It beat the... Yuzuki Akawa retirement show, which was about 5,500 mm-hmm. uh, in Sumo Hall, maybe? I don't know. I don't, off the top of my head, I don't know. But that's, that's, that's good. And if that's the reason they run these back, that wouldn't be shocking. Uh, if they do run it back, oh boy, do I have some fixes for them. But <laughs> But I also think... Anything that involved stardom was great. Anything that involved stardom and New Japan together was great. Mm-hmm. The New Japan stuff was, you know, they treated this. I think they should have treated this a little higher than they did. Yeah. In some ways. Or changed the way the card was designed. Mm-hmm. That would have been better, too. Yeah, that's fair. I'm just right now looking at a cage match and looking at uh, other shows happening in New Japan. This is, if I'm not mistaken, a big arena as well. This is the Ariaki Arena. This is a former uh, Olympic uh, yeah. uh, building um, that Noah had, you know, ran uh, that Tanahashi Muto tag match. They ran that show in. Um, so it was a new arena as well. The first time arena for New Japan, obviously since this is the second wrestling event to happen in that arena. Um, venue. So new big venue for Japanese audiences. But I'm trying to look at, uh, to see, just get, uh, you know, we're talking 7,000 fans here, obviously. 7,100 7, fans here. Declaration of Power was as Korkin, uh, Ryogoku Korkin. Um, Best of Super Juniors Finals, um, that was in Budokan Hall. 
3,500 people. Uh, to be also be fair, I think this show had less of a. I don't know if it had less of a COVID restriction. I shouldn't say that. I don't know for certain. I never know the restrictions anymore. Budokan for the anniversary event earlier this year was a 3,000 person gate. Um, oh, compared to ye old Wrestle Kingdom, Tokyo Dome. Ready? Ready for this? Tokyo Dome Night 2, main event, of course, was Kazuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay. According to the cage match, 6,300 fans in attendance. So what you're saying is, what I knew already is that Mighty Levitani's a bigger draw. All right, cool. Sounds good. To be fair, that was the night two. You know, yeah. Usually January 4th is the bigger one, which it was. It was 12,000. Uh, yeah. So, you know, there, there is that. But, uh, yeah, no. It's uh, just looking at this. I don't know it's if it impressive. was. It might have been. It might have been. Don't quote me on this. I have to do a lot more research. But it might have been the second biggest gate for new japan this this year don't quote me on this but might have been might have been there's interest stardom fans showed up there's interest stardom fans showed up the stardom roster showed up you know like you said say you got screwed um (laughs) yes which we'll get to but yeah i i do i do think overall the show was good you know like as much and Part of me is complaining because I was so tired yes. when I had to see LIJ stroll out there against Gideon Gray. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Why is this happening now? Why did this not happen to at the beginning of the show? Yeah. Because the mixed tags were so much fun yeah. and so interesting. And then you hit me with these two things. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, it's the it's the tough thing of uh, uh, shows like this where it's just the mid-card area is just a bunch of tags that don't really matter but let's talk about the main event you know we're talking let's talk about the match that helped draw seven thousand gate um which you know draw. you know you got it you put it on their, their backs they're the main event they were in the announced main event seven thousand seventy one hundred people uh Kyrie versus mayu iwatani uh, this was uh of course for the inaugural iwgp women's title match a title that is of course uh you know inaugural champion always also going to draw as well uh and was really up in the air so i think this helped draw the whole pay-per-view as a whole um uh, but Kyrie ultimately was able to defeat mayu Itani, uh and i believe 20 plus minutes if i'm not mistaken um where Kyrie, of course delivered that elbow to win and become the first ever iwgp women's champion scotty uh, before before you really like get into your disparaging uh a, a well of emotions, let's talk about the match itself because I thought this match was great. I thought this was a really good yeah. match. This you know we're talking it lived to, yeah, up to the spot, lived up to the spot. We're talking about this idea of the star wrestlers showing up. Um, they I thought they had a better match than Osprey and Shota, not by much, but a little bit. Goddamn right they did. <laughs> I thought this was a very outstanding match between the two of them. Uh, a lot of, a lot of, it's, you know, it's, it was like watching the uh, Storm Hater match. Just a lot of hard hitting action. That's all I want to see. If you'd like Storm Hater, you're going to like Kyrie versus Mayu Watani. And that's what they gave. Obviously, they have a lot of history, a lot of chemistry. Uh, and it really shined through this match. Uh, what did you think of this match? The match itself was tremendous it was it was 
everything it needed to be in terms of the action um, and, and the spot that they were given. Um, they they told the story very easily of if I don't even know how much you have to follow stardom to kind of know that Maya Yutani, despite all of her accomplishments, despite all her accolades, still was the underdog mm-hmm. in the match, right? You know, Kyrie's mm-hmm. the big star who left for WWE and Be- became a star, became, bigger star, became a universal star, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, keep it WWE lingo, of course. Um, I appreciate it. And I gotta get this came, peacock, peacock subs uh, up. <laughs> and came back and, you know, just has that aura that very few have in Japan, let alone in Joshi. Um, And I understand where they went with this. I understand why they did this. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't take a, it doesn't take that smart of a person to connect the dots of why they did it. But with the history and with the purpose of the title and where what they were trying to do with it, it's hard to not still be upset. Um, despite again the match being fantastic, I thought this was by far to me the best Kyrie match since she's been back. Um, it it trumped the Saya Kamatani match from the day before. It it was it was another uh, classic. Mayu performance where you know she takes a lot of punishment she hands out a lot of punishment she comes back she comes back she comes back does she always win not necessarily but she comes back she comes back she comes back and you're just you're you're so locked in and like I was you know I have I was locked in just as much as anyone if not more because (laughs) I literally wanted someone to win but I don't know how you watch this and don't walk away impressed by stardom, impressed by both of them. Yeah. You know, because it was, you couldn't have had a better match in this spot. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. It was the perfect match to set up, um, to have this inaugural championship reign. Um, Mayu obviously went out there and killed it and herself. She had the red gear, right? She had the red championship gear. Yeah, she's matching the. She had the matching attire. We all know what that means. We all know. It means what that she's means. on her A game. But uh, it was just Man. it was just the 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 overall star that really uh was able to get the win there. So uh, I, you know, I think there's I you know a great match here, but there's always a second one. There's always a second one around the corner. I understand why they did it. I do. I do. I do. I do. I understand why they did it. But the story that they were telling going into this match was Mayu Yutani's never been the first mm-hmm. champion of something. She's done everything. She's yep. won everything in stardom yep. multiple times over. She's stardom's greatest wrestler, but she's never been the first. So, you know, you kind of build that underdog mold and you kind of felt it. Going into the match, you really felt it in the match because, you know, Kyrie smacked her with how many spinning backfists? Like several? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. They got harder and harder each time. Yeah. Um, that last one was, you know, perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's just, it's upsetting, but I, it's hard to, 
let me let me let me rephrase. It's upsetting for me as a fan because she deserved that accolade. Uh, she my, didn't my, leave my. stardom. Mm-hmm. She stayed there. She saved their asses like 150 times when EO left and Kyrie left and all these people left. She left when they went through what they did in 2020 with, you know, you know, Kiketsu retires, Arisa Shiki has to retire, Hanakamura passes away, like that. You don't bounce, just bounce back from that. You don't. She, and she was the world champion. She sturdied the ship. And then we saw what they did in 2021. We've seen what they've done in 2022. They keep, you know, they're they're a rocket that just keeps flying and flying. And guess what? This show overall was really a credit to all that growth that they've had. It doesn't happen without the past two years and what they've done. It's just upsetting because she's earned it. She deserved it. But, you know, Kyrie is the star. Kyrie is the international star. The bigger international star. I'm not saying Ky- you know, Mayu's known internationally. It's just Kyrie has that WWE fame. I can't sit here and deny that. Um, and you know, I, I, I always thought it should have been Mayu because of how much she's meant to stardom. But you know, once Kyrie was put in this tournament, it was hard to think that they wouldn't go with her. Yeah, it, it was. When when Kyrie came in, and a couple months later we hear about the IWGP Women's Title, you're like, "All right, I think we can yeah. see the writing on the wall here." And I think they did. Yeah. You know, to that point though, you saw the writing on the wall there. And you know, of obviously you're more biased towards Mayu in this spot, but they did a great story and a great yeah. showcasing and made it very believable uh, that maybe it actually could be Mayu. I think they did a great job of selling. Good. I, you know, when we, when we previewed the started saying the match stuff, I was saying that you know it kind of kind of could have been anybody. It, they did a great job, really showcasing this idea that you know maybe it could be Mayu. Maybe Mayu is the person that's going to win this title. Coming out with the red gear, another tease of really selling this idea that no, it's it's it actually might not be Kyrie. And I think that that booking, that well 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 written booking uh from Rossi uh that well worked booking there um the the um you know the constant work in this match I think did a really great job of selling that it actually could be Mayu and there's not a foregone conclusion that Kyrie was the winner yes Kyrie eventually won but uh they I think they did an outstanding job really selling that it might actually not be her yeah I mean a lot of it's hard for me not to just sit here and be like, well, a lot of this feels like Bushy Road had some say in it. Um, which, you know. The entire Bushy Road pay per view, basically. Yeah, I know. Angers me a little more, but it's okay. Now Maya doesn't have to be stuck on New Japan cards. But so. now she she gave up her SWA title as well as part of the booking. I know. I know. That's what sucks. It's like, had to give up her title, I did all this, and now she's kind of like gotta find her way again and you know it's okay it's okay you know we weren't gonna talk about gold rush but i'll just give the idea here since like stardom dream queendom is going to be another show of the year candidate we're on our way yeah um, I, I someone told me that i guess they're doing Kyrie and tommy there not for uh-huh. the title not for the title because the title's first defense is at wrestle kingdom yeah against tam yeah um which they hinted at earlier in the night. I don't know how many people caught that because so many people were so shocked when she showed up. Mm-hmm. I was like, she, 
Tai Chi literally told her to go get the belt, and she said, "Oh, okay, yeah, I'll go get the belt." Um, so <laughs> whatever. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like that might be the match for Dream Queendom. Just tossing that on there, first time ever. Um, which, oh boy, howdy. Um, <laughs> as Ryan likes to say, but yeah, that Dream Queendom card, the uh, that's the final entry into a the show of the years and the match of the years and all that conversation. And right now we are set with Shuri and Julia as their main event. We are also now set with the first WWGP title match with, you know, Kyrie and Tam mm-hmm. on that Wrestle Kingdom show. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say we're not cooking here in stardom. You know, I, I could sit here and be as upset as possible. I'm going to be upset as possible for the next, you know, foreseeable future. I have to record more podcasts talking about the show. So it's impossible for me not to mm-hmm. move on for a while, but they, they just, they don't know what slowing down means right now. They don't, they don't they don't do it they don't get it they just keep going yeah i mean it's been a great year for stardom and you know it's like i said also been well booked as well this money stuff is well booked you you have to think that you know maybe the guy booking it is a hall of fame candidate i don't know maybe uh maybe that's a, a conversation uh another day let's talk about the semi semi main event i was hoping i would get like a, a push a button of scotty with that comment but it didn't really didn't really hold audience what'd you say I said uh, maybe maybe this well booking deserves a Hall of Fame candidacy for uh, uh, for uh, uh, Rossi, but you know maybe maybe that's a conversation for another day. Maybe maybe you know convince the people that uh, that are against. He does deserve his candidacy. I've seen so I've saw some articles. I'm not going to point out who talking about what he's done. And they said, said sh- no, I'm not going to do this. Let's move on to the semi-main event. It was Will Ospreay versus Shota Umino for the IWGP US title match. Uh, you know, a continuation of this little feud here. Nice little feud here. And they really teased up Shota Umino to begin this match, right? You know, oh. little promo video being like, uh, the the Okada upset. Switchblade shock. <laughs> shock. It's like, oh, Jesus. Really, really leaning into people like us that are like, I'm getting Jay White vibes from this guy, from this entrance. Um, didn't end up winning, of course, but I think he did a great job, great showcase. Uh, a little bit of that babyface fire. We've talked about it before. This guy, anywhere other than England, uh, is real. Well, oh my God. not England. Anywhere other than RevPro uh, is really good. It's pretty much England. This was a really good match. I think this was better than the Royal Quest one. Um, yeah, 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 cleared. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I I think they got something here with the Shota fella. I think they got yeah, something he's, here. Uh, he's going to be the ace. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm willing to say he's going to be the next ace. He yeah. just screams confidence, which is shocking because he had zero in Rev Pro. It felt <laughs> like at times. Uh, he, man, he's just a different guy. He's just a completely different guy. He's a different guy even from his other appearances. Like he shows up in New Japan. I was like, this guy's this guy, mega star waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's only gonna get better too. Yeah. We have to remember that, right? You know, like these people that come back from. Uh, excursion aren't aren't amazing in a day. Jay White took a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta find your mold in these characters, and I hope he gets some sort of decent sized match at Wrestle Kingdom because yeah, he he's the guy. It's it's undeniable, right? And in this match, you know when Red Shoes looked like he was gonna end it, and you know 
Shota's playing up, like grabbing him and getting up, and he's firing up. I was like, yeah, this is this. They're gonna play this a lot, obviously, and they have to because this is your main event ref. Yeah, and he's going to be a main eventer. But yeah, he's uh, they got a good one. They got a good one in Shota. <laughs> I agree, and you know, you're talking about Wrestle Kingdom. You know, maybe it's only one show, so maybe they can't necessarily put him in a singles match. Match his career, also, by the way. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe you know, maybe they can get a singles match for him. Uh, I don't know, just because of the card. Um, but you know, It'll be tough. But well, I was gonna say, you know, Tanahashi, baby. There's a former. There's a current former ace or whatever that uh got Feels an open like date right now. Feels like a layup almost. It does. You don't even have to beat Tanahashi if he did but, though. But he could. But he, <laughs> but, but he, he could. Um, <laughs> I think it'd be. I think you know that's what they've done with Tanahashi over the past couple of years is put him in these matches with these younger guys and see how the Jay White. Jay White. Okada. <laughs> Okada. Uh, you know, he did it with Great Okan, but that was different. Yeah. Um, Great Okan's not that guy. Uh, but Shota Umino is. And I hope he gets a showcase match. Him and Ren Narita getting showcase matches in some form on this show is a great thing. I forgot that sh- that match is also set for that car. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> that car's insane. Um, yeah. But, yeah. It's uh this guy's this guy's it. That Will Osprey guy is pretty good too. They got some pillars. They got some pillars now, don't they? Osprey's so young. <laughs> I, it, I look up every once in a while to remind myself how great this guy is. Is I look up what his age is, and it's upsetting every time. You know, I. It's funny with Osprey. I didn't agree like that he was the best during his few years ago 2019 yeah i thought he still had pieces to put together yeah he put every freaking piece together <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then yeah. some 20 he's doing things he's doing things that like it's just it's impressive 29 years old there's young he lions hasn't hit his prime there's yet. young lions older than him yeah isn't you you more like that age <laughs> yeah i think yoda suji might be older <laughs> I think Yoda Suji's thirty something. Yeah, yeah, which is like crazy. That's why. That's and that's also why Shota Umino's your next ace. By the way, like all these guys are already like thirty. Shota's like twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, he's it's, a great talent that's super young that you can. Him and the reader are the guys. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait, baby. Can we talked the mixed tags last. Can we just go over the rest of the crud first? Sure, sure, we can do that. Uh, Those felt like the fun matches to finish off with. Fair enough. Um, Kazushiko Kata, Toriano, and Great Muta uh, defeated Aaron Hanare, Great Okan, and Jeff Cobb. Um, the article from Wrestling Observer I'm reading right now, the first sentence here, I don't know who wrote it, but uh, I guess the person that wrote it was uh, Chick Fritz. Great name. Oh, I love Fritz. Um, they wrote uh, as their opening line, this was 2022 Muta match, all right. Uh, yeah, so, this is a 2022 said, Muta match for sure. One of my friends were like, oh, you must be pumped. You love Muta. I was like, no, no, no. I don't love Muta. I love Muto. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stand Muta. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly how I feel about it. And I could not care less when this match was happening. I was like, wow, they really stuck Okada in this. Yeah, this uh, this was, 
I think the best thing about this match was Jeff Cobb's backstage interview after it. Oh, my favorite part was when it ended. So, yeah, that's fair. Did you watch the backstage interview? No, I didn't watch it. Uh, Jeff Cobb, of course, got misted during this match. I believe it was during, not after. Uh, and backstage, he cuts a, a promo on Muda uh, while staring the back the wall behind him <laughs> because he can't see at all. And he's just sta- <laughs> he just he's just turned around like, "How dare you, Muda? I'm gonna catch you! God, I can't see anything!" Oh, <laughs> just just doing that, just doing that for for what, a couple minutes or whatever just really really popping me really popping the fans at home if, really if, he, if he's popping you that's all that matters that's how that's how wrestling should go if you're not popping me it's <laughs> point specifically you though not fan but you yeah um uh, but yeah this match i mean what more is there to say it uh you know okada was good Next up, Akira, Gideon Gray, Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis, and TJP versus Bushi, Hiromu Takahashi, Sanada, Shingo Takagi, and Tetsuyo Naita. Um, a lot of Gideon Gray action in this one. Yeah, unfortunately. I can't stand <laughs> Gideon Gray. Couldn't care less. I did not. Uh, did you, time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. I just saw this pop up. Go to Yu Yu Yuomura's Twitter. Oh God! I'm terrified. I'm terrified. Not looking for a tweet. Just go to Yu Yu Morris Twitter. All right, you. I figured out what he's doing excursion wise. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's been on Impact. He was on the pre-show. I know he's overtime. been on Impact, but I didn't know it was that he, that epic. He is, I didn't know he's going full on. He is. A, he is a Impact uh, a wrestler. Is, you know why a, they put him there, right? Because they're like, oh, well, we put Okada here, and you guys treated him terribly. So maybe if you treat him terribly, he'll come back as, you know, the next days. Yeah, we'll find out. But as I saw some people tweeting, like, oh, he's gone. He signed with Impact Wrestling. I was like, you don't know how excursions work. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be there for, like, a year. You know? and, yeah, good good spot. Yeah. There's good wrestlers there. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. X yeah. Division? Probably is that what they're putting him? Is that maybe? Yeah, no, that is he actually. I, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, he was in the. He was in the opening tournament. match on the pre-show. He was in the opening match, which I believe was a lot of the people that lost the X Division tournament. Um, yeah. yeah, no, he's in the X Division title picture. I don't know if he'll win it. He's not going to win it anytime soon, but uh, I cool think if they gave it to him. Yeah, I think down the line uh, that might be him. But we'll talk about Impact more. Uh, coming up of course we will of course we, will. we got to um big impact podcast uh not, do you want to talk about this one as well natsupoi tamakano taichi yoshinobu kanamaro defeated Mo, defeated momo watanabe starlight kid i only Doki, want to talk about some mixed tags i don't care about anything else okay well this was a mix this was a mixed tag That's yeah no, no, I, I know i know well you didn't i forgot we talked about the lij tag yep <laughs> it was so quick that i was like what yeah um no, this was fun. Um, El Desperado and Starlight Kid getting to have the matching masks or the dual masks. Mm-hmm. That was the best part. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the entrances of Natsupoi, Tam, and Taichi, of course. You know, we had the we had the concert prior to the match, um, which was fun. Uh, this was my least favorite of the mixed tags, Same. but I still thought it was very entertaining. Natsupoi used the whiskey. Big pop. Yeah. Big pop. Been teasing it. Been teasing it. I was was sitting there. I was like, wait, why are Doki and Katamaru here? (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, they have nothing to do with this. Yeah. Um, but hey, it's okay. Yeah, but they, they got something out of Connemara to do the whiskey spout. Yeah, they did. they did. They won me over. Yeah. Entertaining. Connemara was like just there. Entertaining, fun tag. You know, I think, you know, maybe you could have expected more hard hitting, but this is not a hard hitting group. Well, one or two. Of well, them. There's a couple in here, actually. The the, the, the women are. Yeah. Well, I would say Despy. Despy a little bit, Despy too. Despy is. Despy a little bit, that's too. But yeah, that's, that's kind of all we got. Uh, but, you know. Uh, past his prime, of course. Uh, entertaining group here. Uh, uh, I did skip over the Tanahashi Hayashishida versus Hiroki Goto Micah match, so we'll just swing oh, back there. Uh, that was the best one. Yeah, I just I just Tanahashi, realized I skipped that. But Tanahashi yes. did his chop to Micah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then Micah was this Tanahashi. Yeah. That's great. what I'm talking about. This is why we stand the ace. <laughs> this is why. Oh my this God. is why the we're ace. standing the ace over here. The ace and Utami. Like, I wanted it to be Mayu and Tanahashi originally when this was all announced. Because, yeah. you know, we didn't know there was going to be a IWGV Women's title at the time. I wanted it to be those two and then Okada and Utami. And I still want that match. If they ever do this again, they should just go with that. Um, but Utami and Tanahashi were great together. Absolute stars. They rocked out after the match because they won, of course, on the stage. You know, Tanahashi stops Utami at the top, and they're like, "Wait one second. Hands her the air guitar, and they just start doing. It. I was like, "This, this is, this is why I watch this shit." Um, Tanahashi was, knew really what, Tanahashi knew his role in this. this yeah, match. yeah. Tanahashi's great. Yeah, shocking. You know, <laughs> um, I, I tweeted out <laughs> during the match because I was like, hmm, "Like New Japan's pissed me off tonight." And then I wrote, Utami has more world titles than Goto. And people just were like, whoa, hey now, hey now, what was that for? I was like, just saying, just want to point it out. Um, but this was actually the best of the three. It was fast-paced, hard-hitting. I liked that they let the mixed tags kind of break down. Yeah. And just let them start chucking at each other once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, you got back to the the basis, but that was fun. You, you didn't just be like a WWE match where you're like, oh, separation. Got, gotta, get out, gotta get out of the ring. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, this was great. Uh, this was my second, no, third favorite match tonight. I forgot Osprey and Shota happened. Yeah, this match was really, really good. Uh, Michael, you said look, you didn't see it. I did see this match. You just skipped it. Which one did you skip? I... Didn't skip any of them. What did you? What did you I don't say? know what you're talking about, my man. Oh, you. Oh, you skipped it in the review. Yes, my yes, bad. Yes, yes. I was very confused. Yes, I was uh, very confused. Uh, this match was good. I thought Micah looked really good here. Uh, I love uh, Tanahashi uh, keeping up the uh, the idea of like you know just wrestling can just be whatever you want it to man. be. <laughs> uh, and I also love that just the continuous year long feud with Tanahashi and Goto uh just yeah. continued once more on this show yeah. for some reason it did uh after but, not seeing them wrestle for like eons they're like yeah we're just gonna keep putting you two together all of a sudden sure sure maybe that's wrestle kingdom maybe that's the wrestle kingdom match that would be so weird uh but yeah <laughs> this is this was another good fun uh solid well, match Tanahashi and shoda versus goto and suji that would make way too much sense. They're not going to do that, but that would make way too much sense. It, 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 yeah, it, whether or not they want Isn't to bring Yoda it back. Isn't Yoda in CMLL now? He is. He is. I believe, he, I believe he debuted over the weekend, if I'm not mistaken. He's just Yota. Yeah. 
Uh, Julia, Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Shuri and Tom Lawler. Uh, I think this was another, again, another fun match. Another fun match that uh, uh, you got a lot of fun shenanigans of Julia and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, Fun shenanigans uh, with Tom Lawler. And then then you get a little tag team reunion in the middle of this match as well. They just decided to beat the shit out of Tom. They're like, they're beating. So it's Julia and Shuri hitting each other. Tom's like, no, no, you can't do that, my partner. And Shuri and Julia are like, no, 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 you can't do that with us. And then just beat the crap out of Tom Lawler. <laughs> it was great. Um, Tom, you know, was having the time of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, Shuri said after the match, the next time they team up. And I was like, when is that going to be? <laughs> great that's great um, man. that she, they both need to wear the daisy dukes and i was like that's hilarious hey <laughs> new japan new japan it. strong baby let's do it i know i know yeah i mean it was it was a lot of fun yeah the, the, that's what you got from mixed tags and i think it and then that's these are the reasons i'm happy if they bring back crossover like this was the whole point of the show i felt like yes um you know when Shuri and Julie just started kicking them on the outside. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, man, they're just going to. Did Julia slap the shit out of Tom? Is that how that started? Because, uh, you know, Shuri moved. Yes. Yeah, Shuri yes. got brought back by Tom. Julia slapped him, and they it, just started attacking Because he, he slapped him, he sold it. Then he got kicked in the leg, turned around, and was like, what the hell? And then got thrown into the ring, yeah. got thrown yeah. into the turnbuckle. Zach also said he aspires to be in DDM, and I've never connected with Zach Sabre Jr. more. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all connected Zack Sabre Jr. there. Uh, yeah, great chemistry between Zack Sabre Jr. and Julia as well. Uh, I thought, yeah, just this yeah. is another great, solid, fun. Oh, for, for also great match. when they're leaving after they won. And, mm-hmm. you know, Zack's doing like the, oh, I'm going to let Julia out. And Julia just stopped and be like, no, you can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, that's that sounds like Julia. They have a good energy. Um uh Azume, Lady C, Sayakamatani defeated Himeka, Mai Sakurai, and Tekla. Uh what did you think of this short little six woman tag? Good pace, good energy. Way to fit it in. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Tekla and Azumi did some really good stuff. Yeah. The high, a little yeah. high high speed six person <laughs> match. They did that with the uh, Natsu Point kid too at the beginning of that tag match, and I was like this is what you got to be putting on these cards. This is what people are going to be like, oh, shit. What, yeah. What, what am I missing here? Because that's um, re- that's the advantage, the difference, really, between Stardom is yeah. that they, can be, they have the ability to do stuff like that. Yeah. You know. And uh, Saya, you know, did what we all knew she would and had a, had a special pretty cool move to win. Of She's course. undefeated in New Japan matches. Fun fact oh. for you. They put her on all these cards because they want her to do that. Yes. <laughs> To win, to win and look great and be like yeah. the Abushi. 450, person. Phoenix. They, you know, they finally told her, like, hey, you know what? You don't have to do the Phoenix Splash every time, which is nice, you know, because she can do the other one. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I think it's just one of these days she'll be somehow able to pull off like a 630. Uh, oh, Jesus. And then, yeah, that's the she's end, she's end like, of us all. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, I can't wait. Uh, Leo Rush, you kind of already talked about this earlier. Leo Rush, Tomohiro Ishii, Yo, Yoshihashi defeated the team of Dick Togo, Evil, Show, and Yujiro Takahashi. Like you said earlier, Leo Rush and, Sh- and uh, Yo uh, have uh, pretty good chemistry. And it made pretty much pretty. So they never wrestled together. Yeah, little little uh, tag league preview, and they have good chemistry for people oh, they yeah. haven't wrestled before. So it makes me excited for that team going into Super Juniors Tag League tomorrow. 
Yeah. Um, them and uh, Ace and Bay are who I'm most looking forward to. Um, and then, uh, is Teton coming back? Yes, I believe he is, and he is part Isn't of the like junior tag league's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Kushida and Kevin Knight. That's kind of exciting. I think Kevin Knight's uh really good too. I love uh, Kevin Knight. I found that he's from Atlanta. Uh, oh, and so I was like, like, yeah, I was like, all right. He just jumped up ahead, and I love the Kevin Knight world. You know, all of a sudden, Lindemann was in this. Yeah, Lindemann and Alex Zane, if I'm not mistaken, because Alex Zane is weirdly Stronghearts affiliated. Oh yeah, because he was in Gleet that one time. Yeah, and I think he teamed with Stronghearts in Gleet as well. Could be uh, a lot of good matches on the show. Yeah, no, it should be. Uh, there's some fun stuff. I don't think it's you know it's it's you know tag league stuff, so people tend to walk away from it. But I think there's some fun stuff, uh, especially What's in the, the opening. Leo Rush and Yo versus Akira and TJP tomorrow. Don't that should be you know talking about high speed. <laughs> yeah, Teton and Bushi versus Chris Bane Ace Austin. Oh, we're cooking. We're cooking early. <laughs> All right. Hell yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, and then care. the rest of the show is pre-show stuff. There was the Stardom Rambo, uh, which, you know, I, 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 I thought this was a fun Rambo, but, you know, and we're, you know, a fun Rambo. We're showcasing Mirai uh, again, uh, <laughs> which I'm not against, but, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, I just... Oh, she's getting crowned soon. It, it's just frustrating as someone that I just love Saida so much, oh, and you know I just seeing her coming on number three and then get like I think she was the first one eliminated uh, was just very disappointing to watch. And you know wh- wh- why don't we push someone like Saida? Why are we showcasing these has been wrestlers? You know, super strong starter machine. Why are we showcasing these people? When Saeeda's right there, you know, well, you know, having to get kicked out of the match early on, you know, just to just to sit in the back and catering, you know what, you know, what, why don't we get these old machines out of here? Let's let's push Saeeda for God's sakes. She'll be huge in the states. Bring her over. For the people at home that don't know what he's talking about, super super strong starter machine is also Saeeda. What? A mask. Huh? <laughs> Excuse. <laughs> I don't mean to ruin the effect. Scotty, kayfabe, uh, kayfabe, Scotty. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, uh, I get it. You know, people love Saida. Um, I, I, I don't know what you want me. I don't, I don't know what you want me. I want you to call up Rossi. I want you to tell him to book Saida in a better spot. If I'm calling up Rossi, I'm telling, we're having a bigger conversation about bigger things. I'm sorry. Um, going back to the conversation <laughs> about the IWGP women's, yeah, look, Rossi, you got to put the title on Kyrie, so because you, you got to get Sasha Banks into this promotion somehow, you know, you, you entice her with Kyrie. Sasha Banks is stardom, then you know what? I'll say it's a good, it was a good idea. But until that happens, I'm not saying it's a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Rambo was fun. Mm-hmm. Mariah went in at number one and won the whole damn thing because, of course, she did. Who was she, Ric Flair? Also, in the midst of all of it, no one, no, I don't know how many people pay attention, but Saki Kashima pinned like seven people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> During like one entrance. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is happening in that ring? I was like, oh, she's eliminating everyone. Yeah. And who was it that had like a super, took forever with their entrance? Was it Tora? Um, yeah, she just didn't go in. Yeah, it just like took forever. Minutes. And they're like waiting on her to do a spot, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and they're just in the ring, just stuck there. Like, all right, come on. Um, 
you know, yeah, fun little match. And then the other pre-show match here was LA Dojo, Gabriel Kidd, Alex Collins, and Kevin Knight. Clark Connors defeated the team of Yodo Nakashima, Rohei Iwa, Kosei Fujita, and the new young lion, Oscar Luob. 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 Big bald guy. Big bald, big bald guy. Tall bald guy. Didn't realize how tall he truly was. Um, but what did you think of... No, I'm not going to ask because we all know what we thought of this match. It was a fun match. But what did you think of Oscar here uh, as the newest young lion? Um, obviously, super green. First match officially. Um, but uh, what did you think of Oscar here? Um, I thought he was fine. I thought the LA JoJo looked great, mm-hmm. especially. I thought they looked awesome. Um, I feel like he had a good intensity. Yeah, for sure. It felt like us against them. Which, mm-hmm. you know, we know that's Gabriel Kid's mindset anyways. So mm-hmm. uh not shocking. Yeah. But I, I, I enjoyed it. Thought it was a lot of fun, which is uh kinda of what you want with these matches. You just you don't you don't ask for a lot. You just want them to go out there and uh deliver a fun little opener. And uh Kevin Knight's gonna be a star, by the way. Do you think I had this thought while watching it, do you think that the LA Dojo um team group faction it is is going to slightly stunt the you know star building of all these la dojo guys or do you like there had do you feel like there is a, a star amongst the pack right now it really feels like a group of guys uh in the la dojo faction yeah i think clark could be something mm-hmm. i think he's starting to show that um, and any time he's gotten the opportunity, he has shown that as of late. But I definitely do think the uh, idea of a faction of a bunch of guys that train together can hurt them all. Mm-hmm. Because you, you kind of want to supplant yourself among the best of that group. Yeah. And like that's kind of what Yuya is doing, right? He's left that in a lot of ways to go and work in other companies mm-hmm. and... They don't really do that. Gabe Kid goes to Rev Pro. Yeah, but that's, that's about it. Because he, he lives there. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Um, you know, Kevin Knight's still a legitimate young lion, so I think he doesn't really matter right now. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still going all black trunks and stuff. Yeah. But like Clark Connors, he, Alex Coughlin, they could get stuck if they don't move on, try something else. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good, uh, good question. And we'll have to see if they keep that up because. I don't know. I feel like you should just be doing showcases with between them, not them teaming. Yeah, I agree. I I, I don't know if it's necessarily doing it now. It's just a fear, uh, a potential right. question fear that I have. Uh, yeah, it's in the back of my head. Technically, what three of them are graduated? Yeah, we got uh, Coglin, Connors. Uh, I guess Gabe Kid is too. Gabe Kid, Carl Fredericks, technically. Yeah. Uh, and and he yeah. you know, and maybe that was something he feared as well because he called himself what the lone wolf, you know maybe that's something it, he feared as well. It'd be one thing if it'd be one thing if they were doing this as all young lions, but three of them aren't young lions anymore. So that's when it starts to hurt. So yeah, I think that's a good question. Um, I think that they're, they're a good group for sure. Mm-hmm. The LA Dojo group here, a lot of talent, but. Uh, you gotta, gotta have to take some risks here, get away from each other, bet on yourselves, but not to the point of Carl Fredrickson leaving. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, 
I guess we'll see how that all unfolds if it unfolds. Well. Um, are they all in Tangri? Uh, all those, all that LA Dojo people. Let me let me yeah. pull up the the tag league participants here because I got it right here. Perfect. Um, who, who do we Kevin got? Knights with Kushida. Mm-hmm. Clark Connors is with Taguchi. Great. Which is funny. That's a um, that's a fun butt group. I remember them having a fun match in the super super tag. No, super junior. I mean, Gabe Kidd and Alex Coughlin are together. Makes sense. So there you go. Right. All of them. I think that's all of them. I think that was all four yeah, of those guys. I think that is all of them. So, yeah. uh, two of them are two. It's not like they put Connors and Knight together. They're they're going with someone to learn from, right? So, yeah. Well, I think that's good. So when Kushida has to lose a match, he someone has to take the fall. Yeah, so. but I mean, having Kevin Knight learn from Kushida is great. I agree. I agree. Um, I completely agree. Well, let's move on. Let's uh, finish up the show here with Impact Overdrive. Happened. It was Impact Plus show last and Friday. Everyone just shut off the show. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's get a pulse check. Let's get a vibe check real quick. How are you after watching this Impact Overdrive show? How are you with Impact currently? We're always unlike the NWA, where we have now officially sworn them off the year, um, never not not to return for next year. Uh, How is Impact still? Feeling at, feeling at with impact. How are we? How are we? How are we, give me a vibe check. Yeah, it's funny I said that because the first pay per view of the year next year is gonna kill me <laughs> because of the main event already. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I thought about this today while I was watching. By the way, I did not get to watch the main event. I did not have time. All right, um, which stinks because I I've, I've seen the hype for it. I've been told by multiple people to watch it. Which I will. I will probably watch it tonight. Um, but Impact for me is like, you know how everyone like has an indie company that they love watching? Like West Coast Pro, that, Defy. Right. Like they all, they, they get excited. Like that's their like little, little company they get excited for. I think that's what Impact is for me. Because like anytime they have a big show, I do get kind of excited because you know there's at least one or two matches on there yeah like this is impact to me is what gcw probably is to a lot of people that Hmm. makes sense Mm -hmm. in that i have interest in a a different way of course in a different way i follow along because it's interesting to me Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna watch every show but i'm gonna try to keep i'm gonna try to keep up um because i do think i do think impact has a lot to offer despite them booking themselves into scenarios I don't necessarily love all the time. Yes. Uh, but, you know, I watch this, sh- I watch parts of the show and it's like, there's so much good here. Yeah. That they can, they can kill it whenever they want. It feels like. And I thought the show, you know, overdrive on paper wasn't necessarily the best card they've put together. Mm-hmm. They had some pretty good matches. Yeah, no, it was a, you know, it's what Impact has going for it currently is. I just feel like they never picked the right winners. I agree. Um, I think, I think (laughs) what Impact has going for it currently is a low bar of expectations. And they have enough talent and people in there to be able to constantly oversee that low bar. Now, that's a good thing in some eyes. That's a bad thing in others. But uh, I think you're right in the sense of like, you sort of view it as like an indie where you're not really like, like 
don't treat Impact like the major company that people some people feel like it is for some reason. Yeah, it's no. it's not. It's at best They'll a minor treat more company. Like the Ring of Honor. Yeah, you know, it's you're you're keeping up with it, watching the big shows every once in a while. Um, watch, I you know, I like watching the TV every once in a while as well. I'm behind on it currently because the Bully Ray stuff is ugh. Um, but it is this idea of just you know it being there serves a good purpose and i I see what you're saying with that gcw comparison and obviously serving a different master than gcw but and what they do but it serves it it can serve that itch of you know wwe style booking but with uh better wrestlers uh sometimes maybe maybe that's what that is on this on a slower minor scale um than uh that wwe scale but um because it's you know a little grimier a little dirtier they're hurt by their own decisions that's what they're hurt by oh yeah that's always been the thing of impact you always got to keep them at arm's length right and they'll say oh well it's impact so i don't don't care and like they do it to themselves ultimately Mm -hmm. because they have a lot of talent they've had a lot of good matches this year um you know i was thinking i was thinking about this yesterday when i was watching the show i was like comparing them to wwe in some ways in terms of pay-per-views, and I don't watch full impact pay-per-views. I never do because there's just matches I want to skip. But you tell me you didn't watch. Like, you didn't tell me you didn't watch the opener. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> I'll get to it. Um, but I, I've probably had equal enjoyment in some ways. Mm-hmm. Now I think WWE's highs have been higher, but in terms of like the matches I'm watching from each. Yeah, Impact gives me a good base. I'm not not watching the Bully Ray stuff, so it's like, but like you know, they've made stars this year. Steve Macklin's a guy that I never thought I'd enjoy. Love the dude. Think he's great. Think he's a star in the making. Um, the X Division. I I've said it all year. It's one of the best parts of wrestling for me most of the time. And now I'm going to have my problems with the X Division after <laughs> as I talk about the show, but. There's a lot to like because they have good relationships. They have good roster members. There's still things I wish they would fix. Mm-hmm. But like you said, keep it at arm's length and you can enjoy Impact for the most part. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk about that main event. The main event, of course, was, and we'll quickly go through it since I was the only one that watched it, uh, time reasons, you know, sleep reasons. Uh, Impact World Champion Josh Alexander uh, defeated Frankie Kazarian to retain that world championship. Uh, match is getting a lot of praise. I don't think I was, I'm as high as it as others were. Uh, you not- never are. I don't. I never <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't begin to tell you if it, the praise is ridiculous or not. <laughs> That's fair. But uh, this match was really good. You know, it, I, it's it's the classic. The reason I think I'm down on them more than other people is because Impact main event had the classic thing of. Five less minutes. That's all I ask. <laughs> Just five less uh, minutes. Yeah. Is a was I think it was like a thirty-two minute match here. Yeah, thirty-three minute match here. So you know, a little long for my liking. Um, just you know, the sweet spot, right? Slightly likely. sub thirty. That's sweet spot for me. So it just, yeah. you know, but that's, but that's my own personal taste. But other than that, this match was great work. Uh, really hard hitting, really well worked psychology in the match. Frankie was good. It was very good. Frankie did a great job. He, he punched uh, uh, Josh Alexander so hard that his headgear came off. Um, so that was fun. Josh has been excellent. Yeah. 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 He's really good. He's really good. And I thought 
Kazarian was a really good ring general to bring out more of that in Josh Alexander. Uh, really well worked from these guys, just knocking, knocking each other a little. There was that little bit there, you know, the story is that, you know, the, the, the dual stories they've actually been telling, the yin and yang sort of stories they've been telling with uh, Frankie Kazarian and Bully Ray is uh, both guys saying that they want to do everything they're doing with, with, well, with respect and honor and being doing things the right way. And when Kazarian got to the mat, you know, he, he, he had an opportunity to maybe win this match. The referee was down. Uh, they're on the outside. He, Frank Kazarian was oh, holding so the belt. Down this Hell yeah. <laughs> the Frankie Kazarian was holding the belt. Like I could knock uh, out Josh Alexander and win this right now. And he was really struggling with it. He decided against it, pushed him back in the ring. They fought a little bit more and ultimately Frankie Kazarian lost. Uh, so he was very frustrated about that, but it, he ultimately Josh and him shared a signature of respect. Um, so it was very well worked. Well, good match that yang yang aspect that he spoke about. You know, you have Frank Kazarian's think about it, struggle with it, and ultimately decide, no, I am going to do it the right way. Bully Ray cut an interview right before this match saying that, you know, I'm going to do things the right way. I'm going to, you know, I'm giving my intention. Call your shot. I'm calling it hard to kill. That's my intention, whoever wins this match. After the match, Bully Ray comes out, says it was a well-worked match, a really great match between Josh Alexander and Frankie Kazarian. Uh, Very respectful, does things the right way. Uh, 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 Josh Alexander goes to celebrate with his 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 son, celebrate with his wife. Bully Ray turns heel. Bully Ray comes over, sideswipes Josh Alexander, uh, and beats up Josh Alexander, um, for for a bit. Um, uh, he then uh zip tied Josh Alexander to the bottom rope. Uh, then pulled Josh Alexander and Josh Alexander's wife over the guardrail and, uh, nice guy. uh, uh, um, you know, you know, did all that stuff. Uh, Alexander did break freeze. So that was cool. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, bully Ray turned full on heel, full on ass, uh, here. Um, and, uh, yeah. That's our hard to kill main event, folks, in January. So get this into it. Is why you can't tell people to go watch Impact. <laughs> it really is because they're gonna see this and laugh at you. Have a have a currently a nine star no not nine star nine point something rated match on Cage Match, and then the main event angle afterwards is bullshit. Right, it's almost like I can't tell you to watch it because you're gonna see that and be like, what did what did you just make me do? Well, it's um, it's also the frustration of Josh Alexander currently. The story with the guy right now is he has been going through Impact quote unquote legends uh, for the past little bit. He is they're presenting him as the future of Impact. Beating uh, Moose doesn't really count, but beating uh, Frankie Gazarian, Daniels, <laughs> um, and part of that lineage sadly is Bully Ray, and he's the next person. Saban. Saban is 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 the part of that history. Shelly. Um, Ishii. Did he beat Shelly? I think yeah, he did beat Shelly. Uh, Ishii is part of he part of that lineage. Um, <laughs> no, that was just for fun. Yeah, but uh, it, you know this idea of you know he's going through the lineage of Impact uh, that is available right now, and sadly Bully Ray is also available and part of that lineage. So to be able to tell the story with Josh Alexander, for some reason we have to go down the Bully Ray road and. 
will we you know, will I be there at Hard to Kill Live? We'll find out. <laughs> the credit I'll give Josh Alexander is that he's made the best of matches I've doubted him in, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Not doubted him, but doubted the match, right? Yeah. So I I I had doubt heading into that Eric Young match. That was really good. I had doubt going to that Eddie Edwards match. Thought that was one of the best impact matches of the year. That was phenomenal. Uh, yeah, because I hadn't seen Eddie be Eddie in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure I'll feel the same way after this Frankie Kazarian match. It's just, yeah, he's he is a almost designed like a pure world champion. Yes, in the way that his matches go. But man, does he not have that much help? <laughs> if that makes sense, like yeah, the irony of him going use, through the lineage of Impact Wrestling roster is anyone beyond they don't that use is their roster. That's their problem. Yeah, they'll always be their problem. Well, like they're they're intending for his Josh Alexander's journey to be, you know, going through this group of guys, yeah. uh, going through that history, going through that lineage, but. While you're doing that, you're you know you're doing basically monster of the week for Josh Alexander, but who's the next guy, right? This is all great and cool and stuff, but eventually you have to have a next guy, and who's who's that guy? Who's that guy in Impact? Who's it should be Steve Macklin. I agree, but he lost and lost the Call Your Shot Gauntlet to Bully Ray, and he's now feuding with like Tommy Dreamer. So I don't. He's on ice right now, you know. He's on ice right now, so he he should have been. He should be the guy being built up to beat Josh. And I think he will be, mm-hmm. but putting him on ice is always risky. And they did that with Josh too. They put Josh on ice. They did. They did. It is what it is. <sighs> it is what it is. Uh, semi-main event: Impact Knockouts Championship match. Jordan Grace defeated Masha Samovich in a last knockout standing match to retain the title. Hell of a weekend for women's wrestling, folks. Hell of a weekend. You know, I I haven't I didn't talk about uh, Gold Rush, but you know, Storm did their damn thing. Uh, we talked about Tony Storm, Jamie Hader doing the damn thing. Jordan Grace and Mosh Slamovich did the damn thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great last woman standing match. Last you and me have talked about this recently. Like last these last person standing matches usually stink. Or are just not creative anymore. You know what they did? You know what they did, Ryan? They just beat the crap out of each other, and that's how the match ended. <laughs> that, like that's what they did. Very simple. Um, the muscle buster through the door, insanity. Masha. The only problem I have with this match is that they didn't put the title on Masha. Mm-hmm. My only problem, because now it's like, oh, you built her up, and then you just push her to the side. Uh, Masha's so good. She's so good. They put her to the side, but I think this feud has given her enough. She's still like a rookie. She's going to be a baby face. Maybe, yeah. She's going to be a baby face champion, I think, now. She's still a rookie very much in the Impact audience's eyes. So I think this match proved enough of her. You know, because right before this, she was feuding with Madison Rain, Tennille Dashwood, and Giselle Shaw. You know, so I think. Two of them are gone. Two of them are gone. So I think this idea of like, we're, you know, this was a, a feud to help establish Masha Slamovich yeah. to the audience. And losing last one standing isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. 
Especially they've had, the, supposedly they've had three fantastic matches now because the PWG one supposedly was even better than uh, the Blonde for Glory one per Dave. I'll be the judge of that, Dave. What do you know about matches, Dave? Um, <laughs> you might know something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but these two have great chemistry. Jordan Grace has really improved uh-huh. as a wrestler. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, the sad part is the the road is to Mickey James versus Jordan Grace, which is just ridiculous but whatever yeah yeah we'll we'll, we'll see nick aldis in this company huh Ooh, (laughs) nick aldis versus josh alexander maybe that's the move that makes sense maybe nick aldis is the move race for impact that's uh one of the shows i one of the podcasts i listen to weekly with uh jd right like yeah um they're really good that's how i keep up with impact now Mm because i'm not watching tv shows obviously but they they're really good because they tell me what's good and what's bad because mm-hmm. they don't you know they're not gonna just sit there and be like impact saviors or whatever. Um, but they were talking they brought up the Nick Aldis thing and how he could be that guy for um, for Josh since there's no big clear heel uh, to beat him and I was like that that is a good one. Yeah, yeah. As Nick Aldis though, not as Magnus. <laughs> comes in as Nick Aldis. Yeah, no, you come. I don't think they'll be doing the Magnus gimmick. Pretty funny though. <laughs> Nick Aldis. Brutus Magnus. Uh, next up down the card, Trey Miguel defeated Black Taurus to officially end the tournament for the Impact X Division title. So it is Trey Miguel, your new X Division champion. Uh, you know, this tournament really showcased the greatness that Black Taurus is. Uh, and for some reason, they went with Trey Miguel again. I don't know why. I don't know why. But he turned heel. That's that's why, I guess. What do you think? You're deflated. <laughs> I was very deflated, man. You deflated. I, I, so I didn't, I didn't get to watch the match live or anything. I had to, I saw the graphic and I was like, what? Yeah. Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> Yeah. I was like, "Why you had you had it perfectly built, and then you did that, and then I saw how, and I was like, really? And the match was really good, and then it just sunk. It sunk when they did the way they did. I was like, ugh. Yeah, the gross. the finish there was uh, Trey Miguel spray painting the eyes of Tauros, uh and getting the win Taurus there so in that lightning I mean, spiral. It feels like the end goal is to crown him. Maybe. I think. Maybe. I don't really know. This is Impact. I, I can't stress that enough. I never really know what the end goal is. But it should be. It should be. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a stud, man. He's an absolute stud. And, you know, Trey's been good. Yeah, I, I watched a couple Trey matches this past... Randomly. Um, this past week, I watched Trey versus Swerve. Sure. I don't know that... Probably, probably sure. a revolver match. I don't think it was Trey versus Swerve. Okay. Swerve faced Myron Reed. Never mind. Wrong rascal. Um, <laughs> that was great. Uh, watch Trey and someone. Oh, Alex Shelley. Alex Shelley. Yeah. That oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's what's weird. Uh, they had a lot of falls. In <laughs> yeah, because they had an Iron Man match in Revolver, right? Yeah. It was like a 30-man Yeah, they had, like, they had like 10 total falls in the last 10 minutes. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Um, I watched a lot of Rascals matches recently. And I do have to say, he's improved a lot. Um, yeah, as an overall wrestler, so like him as champion is not a bad thing. It's just, see, I've seen it. 
Yeah, you know, there's it's a different skin, obviously, because he's now heel. Uh, so it's interesting. You know, I don't think he's been heel for maybe his entire impact run. I don't recall the Rascals ever being heels. Um, no. They, I also learned they never won tag titles, and I'm stunned. No, never did. That's uh, that's that's criminal. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I, I think just this idea of you know, we're we're going to try something new here with Trey Miguel, and we'll see if it pans out. We'll see how it works. You know, maybe eventually Taurus wins a title. Who the heck knows? I think this tournament ultimately elevated Taurus a little bit, but, um, you know, they went with Trey Miguel. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, moving right along, uh, because we're running out of time here, uh, it was Impact World Tag Team title match. Uh, Heath and Rhino defeated the major Didn't players, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. It was not to, it was well worked, but it was nothing too uh, crazy. <laughs> nothing too, I was not into it. It was well worked, but I was like, all right, this was totally, totally fine. Nothing that I came away with that was, uh, uh, you know, very exciting. Um, next match which was Mickey James versus Taylor Wilde. Did you watch this one? No. Okay, good. This, uh, I didn't really like this one as well. I thought it was fine. You know, we're continuing the last ride with Mickey James, uh, and she was able to get the win here. I think the more interesting thing was the post-match where Deanna Peraza walked out to the ring and said that James uh, wasn't in impact, a better than knockouts division, division and that she was basically selfish. And she wanted to make it all about her by doing this whole last ride thing. You know, she blamed Mickey James for causing Chelsea Green, her friend, to leave. Uh, mm-hmm. And that James was the one person that she had ever beaten. So she is looking to end the career of Mickey James. So Deanna Perrazzo versus Mickey James is coming up down the line. Maybe that's hard to kill. And, you know, maybe I'm into watching that live. So... We'll see. Why is Deanna still in this company? I don't know. It does look like if we're doing this, that maybe she's staying in this company. Or maybe she'll leave after the this match. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. She felt AEW bound to me. But yeah, I mean, I guess no, the question she did is... She marry Steve Macklin. She did marry Steve Macklin, so that was part of it. I mean, I guess there are spoilers out there, uh, because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they did a taping. Uh, uh, I don't actually see any spoilers, so I don't. Maybe they didn't actually do a taping. Uh, Maybe I was wrong. They did a recording. That's what I thought they did, but I can't see it anywhere. Uh, Knockouts World Tag Team Champions Champions the Death Dolls Dolls Taya Valkyrie and Jessica uh, defeated Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans. Scotty, did you watch this one? No. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Uh, if you want to see a match that makes Taya Valkyrie look good, watch this one. But all right, Taya Valkyrie was the best person <laughs> in this match. Is what I'm going to say to that. Oh, that's, uh, Tasha Steeles, I didn't think was that good. Savannah that's Evans. A tough Savannah Evans is not that good. Jessica is 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 not good. And then the opening match, I uh, can't. I'm shocked that you might not have watched this, Scotty. A uh, tables match between Moose and Bully Ray. I saw it. I was like, "There's no way." Yeah. There's no way. There's no way I could do it. It your it was your classic Bully Ray booking and match layout of her tables match. You know the the finish, clo- you know closing finish area was uh uh. 
you know, uh, Moose uh, moved Ray and basically yeah, consistent. Yeah, basically, uh, Bully Ray fell into a, a table and it broke. But the referee didn't count it because Moose wasn't the agitator really and causing Bully Ray uh, to do it. Because if anything, if anyone loves the thing that Bully Ray loves about matches is technicalities and the technicality of Moose not really being the one to put uh, Bully Ray through the table is what caused Moose to think he won, but ultimately he didn't, and ultimately Bully Ray would put Moose through a table. Because uh, that's what's that's what's the best about wrestling matches are when you have to stop the match halfway through and argue about a technicality um, about the rules. So, Because that's what we all love. We all love rules. We're big rule heads in wrestling uh, at the end oh, of the yeah. day. Big, big, big rule heads. That's what I love. You, you know, you hold hold that tag rope. How dare you? Um, you know, I'll oh, even push up to the table. That doesn't count. Uh, oh, she got in a nine. She didn't get in a nine, ten. No, oh, she got counted out. You know, no, it didn't count. Um, well, yeah, you don't have your manager's license. Oh, you can't be here. Um, yeah, you know, technicalities and rules. We all live and breathe by them. You know, we're all into overdrive mode with rules. Is that fun? Is that impact? I think that's it for the show as well, Scotty. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Um, Try to find your impact tapings. Yeah, maybe no they didn't one, have no it. Most of them. You did find it most of them. To ha- it was supposed to happen the night of all uh, full gear, but yeah, full gear. Uh, there was a match I actually didn't watch that I figured I believe you watched. So I just want to get your thoughts on it. And it was the tag match on the pre-show: Motorcy Machine Guns versus Bullet Club, Chris Bay and Ace Austin's. If I'm not mistaken, I believe you watched this one. I did. Both teams are really good, so this was a lot of fun for the like. It wasn't long, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but Motor City Machine Guns really good. The Bullet Club duo is really good. Need more of them uh, being good. I think they actually got a title match from this, which was supposed to be on the tapings as well. I believe so. I believe they got a title match out of this as well um, because they were sitting ringside during the world tag title match with Heath and Rhino. So I think you're right. I think they did get a uh, sort of title match out of this, if I'm not mistaken. Cool. All right. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, that is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio Nights. Thank you, everybody, for listening to it. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, on social media. Follow me at Ryan Nightsy. Follow Scotty at Scott E Wrestling. Follow the whole program at Countout Pod. We got a bunch of other great shows on the network. Uh, so go check out all of them on the Countout Wrestling Podcast Network. Uh, Ring Post Radio is wherever you get podcasts. You can subscribe to it. Please, we'd greatly appreciate if you can subscribe to make sure you get the show every time it hits your feed. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash countoutpod. If you want to hear our AEW full gear thoughts immediately after it happened, you can listen to them on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash countoutpod. Again, it's available on all tiers, $1, $5, $10. You can listen to our thoughts there, but obviously you get a lot more stuff with the $5 tier, a lot more stuff in the $10 tier. Uh, $1 tier is just a little, little sexy little preview. Is that something? I don't like sexy little preview. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, a little tease for that. I guess it's a sexy little preview is a tease. Um, anyway, Scotty, uh, any plugs for the fine folks at home? And what was your match of the week that we didn't discuss? So good luck, bud. 
match of the week, uh, Sherry versus Tommy from Gold Rush, easily. Um, maybe my second favorite match they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Actually, definitely my second favorite match they've ever had behind the big one, which is impressive. Um, plugging, just follow me at Scott E Wrestling. I have some interviews coming out. And oh, we lost your audio just that last bit there. I don't know what happened there. I accidentally pressed the space bar. So, it made it. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's it. Goodbye. So long. Well, I was also going to say, uh, uh, follow us on Instagram, uh, just in case. Ah, uh, yeah. Twitter <laughs> explodes. Yeah. Do you want to plug your Instagram? Do you know what their uh, Instagram handle is? It's the same exact thing as Twitter. Scott E. Wrestling. Yeah, we're on Instagram. Countout Network is where we're at on Instagram. Um, yeah, no. Uh, my match of the week. Uh, I've basically plugged the whole shows, but my match of the week. Uh, this would be a slight plug, but also a good match of the week here. Um, uh, I've been really enjoying um, the Wrestling 101 article series coming from Voices of Wrestling, or basically they're going over um, the matches. That are not necessarily the best matches in the world, but are some of the most pivotal, important matches as a wrestling fan to sort of get that scope of wrestling fandom. Um, I really enjoy stuff like that. You know, top 10 articles are fine and all, but having that sort of like, oh, here's a match that you should watch that felt very important at the time. And I watched one of those matches and I greatly enjoyed it. It was a a big fight series. This is a 1981 New Japan match, Scotty. It was a gauntlet match, five-on-five gauntlet match. On one side, you have the heels, Animal Hamaguchi, Isamu Teranishi, Kuniaka Kobayashi, uh, Yoshiaki Yatsu, and Riki Choshu taking on the team of Yoshiaki Fujiwara, Tatsumi Fujinami, Nobuhiko Takeda, Kengo Kimura, and, of course, the great one, Antonio Inoki. Uh, It was a fantastic um gauntlet match scotty i will tell you this much for it being 65 minutes long you will not believe that how the the audience this 1981 audience was completely into it the entire 65 minutes completely on board I've seen some old matches that are about an hour where the crowd's just absolutely out of their minds yeah every wrestler did their every wrestler did their job perfectly um it's not on, i should say it's not on new japan world the finals of it the final one-on-one match which is ricky choshu versus anoki which is also a very good one-off aspect of this match mm. that's on new japan world the full one is out there you has got to do some searching um but uh yeah no it's uh it's a very 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 good match very great match so definitely go check that one out if you got a moment but that is it for everyone here at Ring Post Wrestling. I was going to say, Scott, that's going to do everything for us here at Scotty Edwards. Um, that's going to be everybody thing. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to Ring Post Radio. We appreciate it very much. Next week, we'll be back with an all-new episode reviewing Survivor Series, um, previewing nothing, I think. Uh, I have to upload update my events page. I think it's no, really is next week. It's I think really all we have on the docket right now is Survivor Series. So, you know, we'll get the correspondence from Scotty in the room. Uh, uh, Thanksgiving Dynamite. Yeah, I think. Oh, we do have a thing. We do have the Thanksgiving Dynamite. We have, dynamite, baby. We have anytime we, we don't have something, we just like oh, you know, we'll talk about that. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, it tends to be a good thing to talk about. And this week. 
tend, looking like it's a good thing to talk about. Uh, so there we might go. talk we about that. It. There we go. But uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. This has been a Countout Podcast.